you're the co-host or you're the guest, so you get the number two spot. <laughs> How dare you? I'm yep. offended. <laughs> if it was called the Sasha Saka show, then you would get the number one microphone. <laughs> I would assume so. I am number one. Oh, I am Beyonce always. <laughs> <laughs> Queen B? Yes. <laughs> uh, do you think uh, Beyonce is going to be single forever? What the fuck are you talking about, man? But- <laughs> or, or, I mean, single soon. Single soon. Oh, Isn't man. she on the rocks with Jay-Z? I mean, I, I would... Because, okay, well, like, Lemonade came out and all of the music that that was alluding to Jay-Z being a cheater, or if he is a cheater, I don't know, all the tea, but, like, <laughs> I would hope not because they are my main example for, like, when you make it as a couple, so... <laughs> would you like a, a famous person in your life that you can, you know, collaborate and work with and then get later cheated on? Hmm. Well, that last part <laughs> is a downside. <laughs> right, but then you could make a great record afterwards, or know, a damn. great comedy special because instead of lemonade, it would be like Thai tea or yeah. something like that. It'd be milk, milk lemonade, <laughs> milk tea with boba. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be the name of my album. I love that. And you could have some ginger root and all about um, <laughs> yuzu, mm-hmm. red bean paste, <laughs> all that shit. How do you know what's in Hollow Hollow? Mm-hmm. Crazy person. <laughs> I have a female in my life that's Filipino. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Um, and she takes me to a lot of places that are not white at all. Oh yeah, absolutely not. We. <laughs> they're fabulous. They're they're fabulous though. Every food that I've been uh, privy to or have been given to, like, hey, try this out. I've been like, yes. Oh, okay. Good times. Has she made you try any of like the traumatizing stuff yet? Like, what do you mean? Like balot and like- and. Maybe what is balot? It's like or balut or balot. I don't know how you say it properly. Um, it's basically a halfway um, processed baby chicken in an egg. So it's like an egg, but it's like f- it's fertilized oh, right. and it's like halfway done cooking. It's like right <laughs> before you abort it, you fry it up and cook it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's what that is, and and it's no, I have famous. not had that. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> There's also um like like blood dishes where it's like thick. Yeah, blood I've had jam. some of those. Her mom's made some of that. Yeah, that's had blood in the uh the the stew or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. intense. It's it's super metal. Yeah, it does taste <laughs> like you're eating pennies a little bit, <laughs> but that's fine. Like I'm gonna still eat it and be like, "This is amazing, man! Your mom's great." <laughs> you know, I the, the way that I see it is, if you're gonna eat like one thing from mm-hmm. from animals, might as well eat the rest. You know, <laughs> yeah, eat it all. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, li- hair might be hard. But... Hair, yeah. <laughs> Liver is good. Heart is good. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, on certain things like um, like a chicken heart. Yeah, that's really good. Oh wow! It tastes like the darkest of dark meat. Like if you love dark meat, mm-hmm. you would love chicken hearts. Oh wow! Because that's crazy dark <laughs> is this a bad time to say i'm a vegetarian <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> when did you go veggie <laughs> well it all started i'm just kidding just start going on a rant about it no mm-hmm. um i uh i started when i was like 17 okay so like eight years so a year ago or something <laughs> shut up <laughs> yeah i don't uh, know exactly now okay I- i'm assuming you can drink at least so <laughs> yeah i know right that would be making it very bad for yeah. all the likes that I've gone to and you've seen me <laughs> constantly with beers in my hand. She head. shouldn't have been served. You guys all need to be shut down. <laughs> Get the fire marshal. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I um yeah, I, I started when I was 17. Um it was for ethical reasons and um, Not cuz you don't like me, but you don't like the treatment of animals. Yeah, just the way that they do it now. It's like it, it's it, you know, mass produced. It's super detrimental to the environment and it, it's like When you did eat meat, what you know. were you down with? Oh man. Okay, so the one thing that like if if 
if I were to ever go back to the dark side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, like if you had to eat it. Oh man, if I had to, like if someone had a gun to like my family's head. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't eat a piece of meat of your choice, they're they're gone. Yep. It would be uh, longaniza. So oh. okay, so longaniza is kind of like that sweet, um, like savory sausage that you yes. eat with breakfast foods in the Philippines, yes. and it is my fucking jam. It's so good. So it's like a mixture of pork and probably some other meats, yes. or is it just <laughs> miscellaneous pork? meats? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that it's it's pork and miscellaneous things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what exactly. Is Whatever there. fell into the pot while they were cooking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like so I love that stuff, and it's because yeah. I love sweet foods like that's why filipinos have like uh such a high um like rate of like diabetes like getting diabetes mm. as often as they do is that why they're all nurses too <laughs> yeah they're like we're just trying to save ourselves trying to balance <laughs> everything out <laughs> we get it we eat like shit that's why we're monitoring it all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah so that's why um i love longaniza and then mm-hmm. um other things that i ate a lot when i wasn't vegetarian it's been so long it's been hard to Think about honestly, like Korean barbecue. And yeah, stuff Korean barbecue like is the shit. Oh man, yeah. I'm such a bad vegetarian. I'm all over <laughs> here, like, dude, that stuff's rad. And then like, <laughs> we just uh went to a dim sum place that was really oh, good. Yeah, dim sum so good. Um, there's there's a bunch of places that people regularly go to on like Sunday mornings and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like Chinese buffets, and they have uh like shomai. It's yeah. like the dim sum shomai. It's great. Oh, dude, the pork nice. dim sum is like what. <laughs> My How girlfriend's family was totally like, that's all they ordered was shumai. That's <laughs> yeah. all they got. Yeah. <laughs> and these, all like, that's worth it. <laughs> and it was like this uh, this shrimp wrapped in this like rice paper and it was kind of like a mm. dumpling, but not. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, I forget what they call it, but it was amazing too. <laughs> Everything was great. Are we going to go get food after this? Yeah. After this. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> All right, sweet. I feel like uh, there's definitely so many things that I didn't really get a like a handle on. Like I never got like introduced to any of this shit until I was like way into my mid twenties. Like like all the like different uh, ethnic mostly foods? Oriental food or, or, okay. or should I say Asian food? <laughs> I know. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we were uh, you know eating it on Oriental rugs. Oh, okay. So th- well, that's still cool, right? Right. I mean, yeah, I guess. Should I call them Asian rugs? <laughs> Asian rugs and these, like, oriental rugs. Oh, man. Like, I I don't know. Like, I, I never really got... Off- I think it's because I'm mixed. Like, I've never really got offended when people threw out a bunch of, like, different slurs at me. is because it didn't fully apply. And I ne- and also, I'm very... So you're half like, Filipino. Half... Persian. Yeah, so that's a mix I've never heard a lot about. Yeah, I mean, like, like it, it was weird because um, I, my dad, he is from Iran in Tehran, mm-hmm. and um, my mom is from Mandaluyong in the Philippines. So they're, I'm, they're both like, I, or I'm first generation because they're both from their respective countries, and and they immigrated. In when? the seventies, oh, okay. like, or sorry, not the seventies. I think it was, it was, yeah, like the late seventies was around when they came here. My my dad definitely was in the seventies because it was like right. Sweet. The- <laughs> he saw the suits. He was just like, man, I need to be in America. <laughs> what happened? What sucked is like he came here for college, and then uh, right after the revolution happened, like hmm. he couldn't go back, and then like he was oh, trapped. right, yeah. <laughs> That's a weird, like, um, like refugee type of situation. <laughs> yeah, like, they're just like, mm, yeah. He's no. almost like uh, Tom Hanks in that movie, The Terminal. Your country was annexed from the inside. The Republic of Krakosia is under new leadership. Krakosia! Krakosia! <laughs> yeah, a little bit, huh? Like, uh, like you while you're in the air, your country has, like, some sort of, like, civil unrest, and then you can't come back. 
I mean, hey, you know what? He he's he's living it up here as opposed to Iran, so he mm-hmm. he was fine with it. He was like, yeah, well, I guess this is. Yeah, I can life. understand. Like, there'd be worse things to do. Like, if let's say, like, he went to um, uh, Easter Island or something like that, mm-hmm. then he's stuck in Easter Island the <laughs> right. whole time, and he's like, man, I don't even like big heads. They don't even look like humans. <laughs> right. And I hate poi <laughs> or something like that. Hello and welcome to This Comics Life! This is me, your host, D. Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Dumbass, a.k.a. Dude that's hanging out with a lovely lady that I've known for a little bit. <laughs> Not like, you know, millennias, but uh, figuratively a small chunk of time. And she goes by the name of Sasha Saka! <laughs> Woo! It's me! Yeah, it is you! So, Sasha... Is that your God-given name, Sasha Saka? Yeah, it is, um, and it's only one letter of a difference apart from each other. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you could be Sasha Sasha. I could. Yep, I definitely Mm -hmm. could. My uh, dad's name is famously William Williams. Oh, my gosh. Bill. Mm -hmm. Bill Williams. Bill Williams. (laughs) But here's the thing. When he was first born, my grandma named him Billy Ray Williams. Uh-huh. And he went by Billy Ray for like the first, you know, 13, 14 years of his life. And then eventually he got to a point where he was like, I don't want to be called Billy Ray. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, you know, a kid's name or whatever, a hick name, who knows. And then he decided to change it legally to William Williams. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's he still amazing. has the Ray, so it's William Ray Williams. Mm-hmm. And, uh,. I feel like that's even more complicated. <laughs> I like it, though. It reminds me of the Drake song mm-hmm. like, where he says, Bill's so big, I call him Williams for real. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's so big, I call him Williams for real. I like that. <laughs> so you never thought to yourself, like, maybe Sasha Saka is a little too alliterative. I need to go a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I I always really liked my name. Like mm. I even tell people who I'm dating, I'm like, I'm not changing my name, just so you know. Ever? Nope. Even if you get married or nope. anything, it's nope. never gonna be Sasha Williams. Nope. <laughs> okay. Is this, is this your strange, elaborate way of asking? Yes, me I am. <laughs> now that I have you recorded, you can't say no. <laughs> but I did. He's gonna edit it. Watch. He's yeah. Gonna... No, I'll edit it. For you to say yes, mm-hmm. sometime you're going to say yes on this podcast, <laughs> put that in. Everything's a negative from here on out. Exactly. Everything is a negative now. No, but I feel like, um, I get that. I understand, like, women wanting to be their own, like, person, and, like, that is a weird, like, um, just changing of the name itself. That does right. seem like, like, your property more than you're a woman. Well, it's, that's what it was. Like, yeah, of the, course. In terms of, like, marriage as a, as a ritual, as, like, a little mm-hmm. ceremony, it, mm-hmm. was, it was trading of property, and I Would refuse. You, would you want to get married still? <laughs> yeah, of course. I would love to still get married, but it wouldn't be a traditional wedding for sure. What would your like dream wedding be like? 
my dream wedding um well, it's going to be very DIY. I have it on my Pinterest. Um, of course. So, guys, don't even listen to this podcast. Just go to her Pinterest and look. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I mean, like, I want it to be, um, like, a big wedding. Mm-hmm. I, I do want it big because, um, you know, being Filipino, like, I'm used to big parties, big families, big everything. So, it's like everyone needs to be there. Um, Are you going to have it a destination wedding at the Philippines? Oh, no. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that to my family. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no. So we're going to still have it in the States. Yeah, we're going to have it somewhere because uh, actually the majority of my family is uh, here in the – actually in Southern California. So cool. Yeah, so it's like I we're always together and it's probably going to be somewhere around here. But I my ideal wedding would be um, something where it, it wouldn't have any ceremony in relation to a specific religion. Um, okay, it would just non-denominational. Be, yeah, just... <laughs> non-denominational wedding. Yeah. Right. And then, some like Elvis impersonator or some sort. I promise. I promise. To always. To always. Love you tender, baby. Love you tender, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully a Michael Jackson impersonator. Oh, Hopefully. that would be tight. We've been together for such a long time. Now music. Maybe even Prince if we could get enough money for that. Yeah, no, so that and then, you know, just just something a little bit more um, on the, like, that's more oriented towards, like, the family having a party. I don't want it to be just constantly, like, all about us, here's us, and then now here's is us the, again. Is the family uh, into you marrying another uh, person of the race? Um, they don't care. They do not. They they don't have any preferences with like Sweet. who I did. My family's very diverse. Yeah. So you could bring like an Irish, uh, African American. <laughs> And they, they have those? <laughs> yeah, they do. They're called Black Irish. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I yeah, I would definitely um, be. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Whoever is suitable for me, that's mm. who I'm going to marry. And if my family has something to say about it, they can let me know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I would love to see your parents like just a, a person shows up to take you out, and they're like, nope. <laughs> just walk back to your car good sir you, you know what's funny is my mom she always um she always has a really really good um like like she's good at predicting who's gonna be a piece of shit and who isn't like just from oh. the first time of meeting them like she um like the first she's impression douchebag fortune teller yeah she really is like she's just a medium for finding the fuck boys like she just waves her mm-hmm. hand and she's like nope not that one that's not gonna be a good pick at all mm-hmm. well no she she's just um it's weird. Like she almost has like a sixth sense. It's super strange. Like because I'll bring a guy home and she'll come up very close to me when we're about to leave the house to go on our date. She'll she'll just like be like, no, that's not the one. That's that's not gonna be the one. <laughs> and what is her senses like? What is she sensing out of these it's, dudes? I, I think it's because I have like a pretty big personality and like she sees all the different things that like I get into as a person. And if that person that I'm dating doesn't show that he is also as capable or he's also as like charismatic or whatever it is, then she's gonna be like, no. Like you're going to your personality is going to overtake the relationship. You're going to mm. get bored and it's going to crash and burn. Like so, like she, and then it's she sometimes doesn't really say too much about it um, at first. Like she'll give them a couple of chances, but she will tell me after the first time of meeting someone if it's going to work out or not. And I I can't lie, like she's eighty percent right. Sixty percent of the time it works, 
every time. She also jinxes time. it. She totally <laughs> is a self-fulfilling prophecy. It could be that. It could be that me, like, just constantly mm-hmm. thinking about it, and then, like, I start right. to point out little things. My mom said he was going to be a douchebag. He ended up turning into a douchebag. <laughs> Somehow. What are the chances of that <laughs> happening? I don't know, man. Like, dating as of recent, making me start to think, well, maybe there are probably more douchebags <laughs> out Where there. Where do you normally, uh, you know, get approached by by douchebags? Um, well, I mean, bars, obviously, because we're in them all the time. Sure. Yes. <laughs> but, but do like... Do guys a lot of, uh, approach you after sets and, like, you know, yeah. try to, like, oh my God. hey, man, you're super funny. Yeah, it's annoying. And it's... You want to go back to my van? <laughs> I got candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm all like, but are they Milky Ways? Yes, they are. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Multiple Reese's? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, just a trail of, like, just Twix. And I'm like, all right, this is... <laughs> he no. catches me with a laundry basket and a stick. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but I could definitely... Hey, I, um... Just to uh, tell you that I've uh, felt the same thing. I can empathize. <laughs> okay. I had a uh, a woman hit me up recently after a set. And uh, she was probably, I want to say, on the conservative side of 40. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe, who knows? Maybe a good-looking 50. We don't know. Okay. I didn't ask her. Okay. But uh, she approached me after a set and was all like, you're super funny. I liked you a lot. Blah, blah, blah. And I, mm. automatically, I'm like, you're super drunk, right? You <laughs> must be wasted. But you are funny. I know. <laughs> but for this story, I was like trying to keep it close to the vest. Like, right. oh, yeah, right. I get it, lady. <laughs> and uh, she was just like super like, what are you doing later? And I'm like, going home. <laughs> Ten thirty. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. Not being with you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh she definitely was like, You need to like hang out with me more and I'm like, Well I don't Who think- are you? Yeah. Stranger ass bitch. Like what the fuck? <laughs> right off the gate I was like, Clearly you're drunk and wasted, but also like, hey, I don't think my girlfriend would like that. Yeah, for real, dude. You need to call her up and be like, Someone needs to come get her and it's not gonna be me. <laughs> yeah. And uh I told her clearly like even I said that exact same thing of like I don't think my girlfriend would like that. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And she was like, mm, "You could still hang out. Like we could <laughs> like." And then she slipped me her uh, her receipt that also had her phone number on it. Uh huh. And then I was like, "Wow, you already had this like ready? Like I didn't even <laughs> see you write this shit. Like you already had this pre-made." <laughs> wow, she was plotting. She was. She was definitely plotting. scheming for Dude. Sh- for some dick. <laughs> man, who can who can resist the D Williams? I man, know. I don't know. The D stands for dumbass. Dumbass. <laughs> Duck Dynasty. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I I love. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Like I understand. Like. We're in this Me Too movement and all that right. shit. But, like, a super aggressive woman, that's never going to go out of style. That's <laughs> never going to go, like, hey, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> this woman's trying to, like, suck my dick? Get out of here. <laughs> like, Have a spray bottle ready and everything. Even yeah, if no. it's, like, creepy. you're st- a-, a dude is still going to be like, ma'am, <laughs> I respectfully decline. Like, yeah. just... They're not going to make it a thing of, like, this woman tried to rape me. Like, <laughs> You know what's really messed up, though, that I do hear horror stories about? Sorry to turn this totally dark. Yeah. But, like, the, it's it's not so much, like, overt 
um, like sexism from women to men, like when they're trying to court them and stuff like that. A lot of the times it's abuse when they're actually in the relationships mm, that people course. need to bring to light a lot more. Way to bring to... it back to reality. Yeah. No, it's like, it, it's, it, it's so much more of like, like women abusing their, their significant other, like when they're already in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad and it's so not talked about as much because it's like, because there is like that masculine, like, oh, like, like, oh, you, you, if you get hurt by your, your girl girlfriend you're a bitch and it's like that's not true at yep. all like that <laughs> pussy whipped is a real stigma <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's this shit so is real you can uh, you can charge women for being pussy whipped now wow <laughs> i hope so i mean i'm not saying it, it's a, a thing but i hope in some day i can tell someone uh you know the reason why she's in jail is because uh she kept giving me shit for watching big bang theory <laughs> I mean, yeah, or, or, like, physically beating you because she hates Big Bang Theory. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely not cool. Not cool, ladies. Not cool. Mm-hmm. I had it in Hawaii once, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, "What? Like, obviously, like, you're like, well, of course, like, you're gonna eat whatever the natives eat. Right? They love this shit, <laughs> and it was horrible. I hate poi. Poi's. I'm, I'm more of like a texture good. person, like yeah. when it comes to my food. So if you have a naturally off-putting texture alongside a really bland taste, then mm-hmm. I'm like, what the. F- Fuck is mm-hmm. like, like that is not this is not my jam right now. I, well, I don't a lot really of like Asian toy. food like is like that where like there's this window. Mostly, probably every food is like this where there's like this little window where you're like this is where the texture and the flavor and everything meets, mm-hmm. and it's great. Mm-hmm. But if you go like early or late, then it just ruins it, and you're just like, man, this was gonna be good, but yeah, the either like the outside's too soggy or the like inside's too. <laughs> too much right yeah, it's yeah. just not the right combo and that's why i always say like when you when you try new food you should always do it at least three times right before you get an opinion of that food like because the first time you have it it could just be made shitty right it could just be not right like and then you just just get this like Ugh, i had it once and i hated it and you're like yeah because you had it from your mom that doesn't know how to cook it or whatever <laughs> like you had right. it from your some shitty restaurant have you ever had to like basically go like nope like you go to restaurants and you get all like hoity-toity or like (laughs) this isn't like my grandma's (laughs) this isn't even good what's funny is um i i'm one of the least picky eaters that i mean aside from like being vegetarian like having like a whole dietary restriction um i would mainly eat anything like i'm not very picky at all and i think it's because like i go into it with a really open mind a lot of the times um and also my mom has like horror stories of like things that i would put in my mouth and like eat when i was a baby so i think like (laughs) i was just defective from the start (laughs) is the rest of your family still eat meat 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm okay. the only one who's a freak of nature. In and my do family. they give you a lot of shit for you being like, hey, oh. can you make something different? <laughs> yeah, they do. They hate me so much. Of no, course they do. No, they're, they're nice about it because it's like I've been vegetarian for so long. Like now they have to accommodate mm. it. But like at first they were just like, we have rice. And I was like, I'm going to die. Like I'm going to die <laughs> fat and malnourished. That's what's going <laughs> to I don't know how this is going to work out. <laughs> and you're like, that rice has a ton of butter in it. So no. <laughs> yeah, like, why did you even put butter in it? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Filipinos for you. It's just a bunch of meat. So mm-hmm. my, my grandma had no idea. My grandpa, even more confused, they would always be like, we have fish. And I'm all like, yeah, and that fish has parents. So right. I'm not eating it. <laughs> that is a very, uh, like, um, kind of weird line where uh, some people say, like, pescatarians, you know, are different. Some people like to say, like, no, I'm a vegetarian, but uh, yeah, I eat eggs and fish. And you're like, well, that's kind of weird. <laughs> like well that's wrong (laughs) i mean i'm all for whatever you want to do right just label it correctly yeah (laughs) just just say i have a strict diet or something Mm -hmm. like i don't know like because yeah say i don't eat for fun (laughs) right yeah that's the thing i don't eat for fun i know right (laughs) that's what the vegetarian diet is funless (laughs) pretty much it's never like oh boy (laughs) broccoli again yay (laughs) hey you know what you might get you might not get jazzed up over broccoli what about uh fungus like that's now under contention. I've heard one uh, vegetarian that doesn't eat any mushroom or anything because that's living too. Or, what the fuck? But it's like, yeah, but <laughs> plants are living too. Like, So we have to eat eventually something that's alive yeah. at some point. Like for me, and I always tell people this because they'll always be like, like so what you do? And I'm, like, they would always just have an argument. And, and whenever it came to the idea of... Uh, like living beings uh, being a factor or having like sentience like which is a reason why mm-hmm. you don't eat something mm-hmm. like I for me it's like, like we don't eat dolphin because they're too smart yeah which is like for me it's like I don't give a shit like what you eat like I don't it's, it's not about like the animal's life over your life or mm. vice versa it's more so like like how is this sustainable for like the the biosphere like you know because it's like I, I know I'm gonna have to eat meat would you be point. down for like just pills like, like meat if you, pills? <laughs> like, not necessarily meat pills, but protein pills that were, like, the equivalent if, if you ate a steak, you just swallow this pill, oh. and you get the same nutrients as a steak, mm-hmm. you just don't eat the steak, obviously. Yeah. No, I'd be totally down for that. At, for every meal. You just no longer eat food. You just have pills. <laughs> Dude, I would be so skinny. Fucking science. That shit rules. I'm down. <laughs> you just... <laughs> it's like those never-ending so gobstoppers, <laughs> like in Willow Wonka. Finito! That's all? Don't you know what this is? My gum, it's gum! Wrong! It's the most amazing, fabulous, sensational gum in the whole world. What's so fab about it? This little piece of gum is a three-course dinner. Bull! No, roast beef, but I haven't got it quite right yet. Willy Wonka? Yeah. Walla Wonka. Where, instead of a piece of gum, it's just a pill. But, like, that pill is a three-course dinner. Yeah, I would totally be down for that, to be honest with you. Because, for one, like... Like, you would think of, um, I mean, like, if you get all the proper nutrients that you need and, like, you're still active and everything, mm-hmm. like, there's no way that you're going to get as fat as you would as if you were eating, but like, brisket like all the time. But isn't, putting food in your mouth, like, I don't care what it is. Right. But just the physical act of putting food in your mouth and mm-hmm. chewing it, isn't that fun? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I told you, I'm a you texture know, person. I love food. So you don't <laughs> want to get rid of that, but pills get rid of that. I think, like, maybe if you just, like used it maybe for like your large like maybe breakfast if you can't get breakfast uh in a timely manner in the morning or something like that but like maybe you had dinner with friends or like you'll you'll have mm. occasions where you'll actually eat so like, it is <laughs> more like you know like a an actual to do like oh i'm gonna go to a concert instead of uh it being a concert it's like oh i'm gonna go have dinner 
and dinner <laughs> is the t- one time of the month that you actually eat your food. Yeah. <laughs> instead of the other 28 days where you just take pills. Yeah, like it's cuz eating is fun and all like but I I know that there's a lot of people out there who really do um just eat to stay alive. They're not eating for entertainment. Well, um, I feel like a lot of drug addicts are that same way <laughs> when it comes to um you know, I've I've talked to a lot of people that have had drug addictions obviously mm-hmm. and they're uh the act itself is more like almost rewarding than the actual like drugs when they might take it it's the whole like oh i cook it up in this little spoon <laughs> and then i put it in this little syringe and then i put it, my belt around my arm and then i plug it into my vein like it's those things it's that that ritual thing right instead of like like obviously the release like they're still looking for the the high the high mm-hmm. like if they could just take a pill and then feel the same way. I don't know if someone would want to do that. Sometimes they're like, nah, I want to like, I, I know a lot of uh, weed guys that are like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, myself included, like sometimes it's like, nah, I want to like, you know, pass the joint around right. and hang out with my friends instead of just like eating an edible. And then 45 minutes later, just like, oh yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that, that's a cool way to look. I think that's um, how a lot of in actually, um, I think that when it comes to like addiction and when it comes to, uh, you know, ritualistic actions and stuff like that. Uh, like eating can be seen as about as addicting as maybe smoking or like you know, like sort of doing drugs, like hardcore drugs. Um, it just feels good. Like people who, uh, what's what's the term for it? Like when they binge eat or like when they when they eat when they're stressed out, like stress eating and stuff like right. that. I think I think that falls into the same feeling. So so yeah, I mm-hmm. can see where you're coming from with that. But you're getting withdrawals, or you're getting like just I don't know, like dependency issues yeah there's a certain amount of satisfaction with eating yeah <laughs> yeah because i i definitely eat when i'm stressed so i mm-hmm. can see where so you're a horrible person <laughs> I, know. I you know what so i never you're said just I like a drug so. addict basically <laughs> just a do drug addict we need to have an intervention i just of your really like habits. dinner rolls you know okay you're not taking my dinner rolls i don't give wouldn't a shit, that be Darryl. amazing if so, like a bunch of your <laughs> friends just sat you down and was like listen we know you love pillsbury it's cool. We all love it. We all think it's great. From time to time, you know, we all sit around dinner table and we're wondering, where's the Pillsbury? And then it gets here and it's amazing. But you're just eating it nonstop. And then the mom comes out and just like, I found a bag of chips under your pillow. Again. Right. And- <laughs> I feel like you love the Doughboy more than me. <laughs> I've never seen someone eat so many French fries. Yeah. <laughs> it's unhealthy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Sorry for. I, I feel like a windbreaker wasn't the best outfit choice. Oh, that's all right. Me. I was gonna say, if anything, uh, just hold the mic a little closer to your mouth. Oh, okay. That's this good. This is better. Ooh, wow. I'm a lot louder. <laughs> I, I would. Like this. Um, <laughs> I could be wrong, but I don't think you have a lot of vegetarian material, or do you? Like, or at least I, I don't recall it. No, I don't. And I. I mean, like, I tried a couple of jokes out, but like, they. They. I didn't see if they. Ha- I didn't see any like pick up on them from the audience so i was like all right i'm gonna have to rewrite these for sure right but i don't really talk about it a lot um i think because of the <laughs> part of it is because i haven't really found anything funny about it yet mm-hmm. um because and- there isn't anything <laughs> funny about vegetarians <laughs> it's a serious business serious guys <laughs> don't no. talk anything ill will about anybody that loves to just choose plants and foliage and <laughs> i'm out here saving the world yeah not funny um i do feel like is it more like this slacktivism or this mm-hmm. like you know um 
virtue signaling mm-hmm. or is it more like I just want to be healthier? Um, it depends on the person for sure. Cause yeah. when it was, when I first started it, um, I was very into the idea of, um, you know, animal rights and, and being an activist and things of that sort. But I never, I never took the approach of shaming people. And I think, uh, half of it is because I myself am not a confrontational person, but, um, the other half of it is like, it's like people don't learn for that. They just have resentment for you when you do <laughs> things like that. I could picture you like just slapping pieces of chicken out of people's mouths and stuff. Like <laughs> as you're walking by a restaurant, you're just like, you know, that's murder. Just slap <laughs> it out of their face. <laughs> all these, all this, uh, red paint that I have mm-hmm. just in my pockets ready yep. for when I see murderers on the When street. I showed up in that fur coat at that, open mic you were definitely giving me stink eye <laughs> for sure i was a little disappointed in you i'm not gonna lie i was a little disappointed <laughs> that better be foe <laughs> it is it is <laughs> we fight daryl we fight um yeah no i i never i never took a extreme approach to it so so i just i, I don't know like for me, it was activism at first, and then when I became educated enough and also older and not as worried about what everyone else is doing, then it was like, well, this is also for my health, too. So Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I don't... It's weird. Like, I almost like the people that are just, like, 50-50, like, hey, I got reasons for it all. This is just my reasons. Yeah. It's just, if one person goes, like, clearly on one side or the other of the two, it's like, that's when they get all preachy and in your right. face and just, like... Okay, we get it. Like, (laughs) stop. It's the same thing with, like, you know, born agains and all (laughs) these types of people where, as soon as they get into a new lifestyle or as soon as they see that it's like helping them in some way, Mm -hmm. they gotta now tell the world. I gotta proselytize. I gotta just be like, hey, have you heard the good news about vegetarianism? (laughs) Right. And you're like, we get it. I I understand. Jesus was a vegetarian. (laughs) We all get it. Yeah. You know, I, I never. I've never been the type of person to deal with extremes. I think that's where a lot of unhealthy social and emotional habits come from is like Mm. when you start to believe in absolute truths, like with your, you know, with like who you are as a person, even if you're just developing. But the converting, like, like, uh, have you ever wanted, like, where's the need to convert? Like, (laughs) um, yeah, I I don't know where, where that comes from. It's because like I said, I don't deal with extremes. It's, it's hard for me to like, I like where they're coming from. Hey, this is the way I do it whatever <laughs> i feel like if you have the work ethic and fortitude for it and and if you um you know if you work hard enough to become the best person you can with whatever your belief system is then it'll speak for itself and you don't need to to <laughs> recruit people <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i wish i could i don't know if i have anything in my life that i would want to tell others like dude you gotta do this or or i'm not gonna be respect you as a person like <laughs> the only thing i'll ever um try to get people to do be like dude you need to drink more water that's that's it right like, just drink more water <laughs> hydrate that's <Yeah>. it <laughs> i'm the same way with like a lot of people like dude you need to walk like have you ever thought about walking man walking's great <laughs> Just get out of the house and take a walk. Actually, yeah, it's underrated. Mm-hmm. Super underrated. That's what I'm going to... You don't walk, brother? <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> off. It's like, you stagnant bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you take only segways and hoverboards? Fuck you. <laughs> or those new scooters, those birds. I see where you're coming from, and I hate you. I hope you and your hoverboard crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So, okay, so you're half Filipino, half... I'll let you guess. I'm going to try to think, and it was... Starts with a P. Persian, that's yeah. right, Persian. <laughs> Were you a big 300 fan? <laughs> Before you speak, Persian, know that in Sparta, everyone, even a king's messenger, is held accountable for the words of his voice. I didn't look at that movie as like, oh, the story of my people. Like, <laughs> So you're also a big nerd... Speaking of 300, <laughs> yeah. you have went to a anime convention? Uh, I go every year to Anime Expo. Wait, so are you admitting that you're a nerd? Yes, I am. I'm a nerd. There's one nerd on the nerd list. Make that too. Dude, we're trying to find cool people, man. You're not helping me out. Um, and I've, but why? <laughs> why? Because it's it's really fun. Like the thing about like the geek community that like I really appreciate is you can be unapologetically yourself. Um, and and you dress up in everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when I can, uh, I've been volunteering every year for the past four years. Uh, this year, if I volunteer, is going to be my fifth. Um, but I I do like the like I basically do access control, which is like like a lower level like ground control with security and stuff just moving lines and like masses of people along the whole convention ground control to major tom ground control to major tom um, and it's really fun. It's it's a really good experience to have uh, to be able to work back like on um, behind the scenes like So you're dressed up as like a, a- person that works there not like <laughs> yeah i'm cosplaying as someone who's <laughs> who's uh giving a shit about the convention that's awesome um, <laughs> yeah no it's a it's yeah like anime expo is really great uh because of anime expo i've gotten the opportunities to go to like smaller cons and things of that sort um and i like i believe i'm going to start going to more conventions either this year or next year uh for comedy which is going to be super weird oh hell yeah uh, yeah because uh, a lot of the thing that and like i was going to say the thing that i really like about like the geek community is like they you get to be unapologetically yourself like i said but like the big element to that is there's a lot of like self-deprecating humor associated with um geek culture and i think it's because for a really long time people were like socially outcasted for like playing video games all the time or being on their computers and stuff like that so then so like now that being a geek is kind of like trending or whatever the fuck it is then then now it's like there's a lot of like self-deprecating humor associated with that little subculture which is cool and i like so it's like my humor works really well like when i um i've the first show that i did that revolved around like the anime and geek community was um it's funny enough called the anime and geek show uh, my friend danny gonzalez who uh is the founder of ronin expo mm-hmm. he put that show together and he connected me with a bunch of really great friends that i have like uh tyler mcphail and marcella samuel and um what's called lamar harris like all those comedians who go from con to con uh not only promoting their podcasts and everything but they also like promote geeks who comedy like it's it's just been a great experience so it's like not only was it something that kind of helped me cope with like my weirdness in relation to all my friends in high school like being involved in like the geek like community and animated like you know communities and everything like that but now it's like starting to seep into comedy as well and uh when i did my friend danny gonzalez's show it was such a good show like and and like they're so receptive to like your humor like if you if they see that you're quirky enough they're just like oh we like this person and was the yeah was the set like geared towards you know, geek culture? Or? No, it wasn't specific, which is what I like about it, is, like, they can kind of tell, like, 
like who's with it and who isn't just based off of like your social mannerisms a lot of the time i feel like so like so they can be like oh okay this person looks like they weren't adjusted very well <laughs> like right. and then they're like, like okay you showed up with a final fantasy us. sword yeah <laughs> yeah like, like my hair is get it we get it yeah like my hair is like all spiked up like clouds and shit like that <laughs> <laughs> the sword is cardboard but you know it is right what it is. right <laughs> yeah so so it wasn't specific to like any like genre like my comedy but but you know when you get to hang out with those people outside of the show and stuff like that too then then you have a lot of fun and that's what i love about that of the geek community is like they're very 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 loving and accepting people and they're just like the nicest people i've ever met are from those little subcultures sure yeah no i get that i understand uh you know people that are on those like fringe forms of <clears throat> entertainment they're always going to be accepting of other people because it's like hey i'm a fucking weird nerd <laughs> you're gonna probably be a weird nerd oh cool i accept you as a weird nerd right yeah exactly i i love that you can't be like hey i'm a super weird nerd but everybody else is stupid as fuck <laughs> like no you, you can't do that you guys don't even have a big enough collection like i do right <laughs> like, so lame. nerds yeah. never lose their braces <laughs> never <laughs> or the, the retainer with me and my soul for forever <laughs> <laughs> so what made you want to get into comedy? Like, what made you think, I should do that? <laughs> well, I mean... I should be ridiculed and felt like a horrible person for the next umpteenth years of my life. <laughs> um, I... I mean, okay, so I, I started getting into, I started getting into comedy when I was in grade school. Like, I re, I watched, unfortunately, when you have immigrant parents, they do not watch you or monitor your, like, television intake or all that right. white people <laughs> bullshit that, like, everybody else enforces on their the kids. They don't have the No, they, have, they can't turn off the TV with their phones or, like, right. set parental controls. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. So, like, so I, I was totally unmonitored when I was in grade school. And What were you watching? Like, <laughs> comedy Central. So, like, mm-hmm. it would start with Comedy central in the day and then i would watch adult swim until like the wee hours of the morning right. i would just be ingesting all of it and then um like fifth grade and sixth grade is really where i owned it um and i would do impressions all the time and i would be of doing what? <laughs> okay so i can't do them anymore because i was doing them when i was prepubescent mm-hmm. but um my favorite before your balls drop <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. I get big it. old balls dropped <laughs> <laughs> like, um so it was a lot of it was cartman because i watched south park religiously sure. who who I think that's like kind of prerequisite for the course yeah. to do a Cartman. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Woody Woodpecker was one of my favorites. Oh, I want to hear that. No, that is it's so no, annoying. Let's hear it. No, I can't do it anymore what? because Why my not? voice is my balls dropped. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, so like I can't do impressions as well anymore. I want to work up to getting there again. So mm-hmm. maybe one day, maybe one day. Do you I'll, think I'll um, be a returning guest and then I'll do it? <laughs> do you think it's more annoying when dudes try to do girl voices or girls try to do guy voices? Um, I mean, it's, it's weird because I don't Do you have see... a guy voice or no, you know what? That's something that I've been trying to work on because I have so much material where it, I would need to be a guy, right? Um, but it's, it's so hard uh, to do like guy, I, like for example, like, like Eliza Schlesinger, like she mm-hmm. does a lot of like dude voices, um, which are super funny, but like, I think she has like one standard dude voice for, the, you... for all of them. And is it like a thing where it's like, it's imperative that you... Like, does changing of the voice make the joke funnier? Um, like... Or maybe more believable, or maybe more just... It's like a complete bit, because you... 
you've created two characters that you're that are talking to one another instead of it just being like you reciting or like regurgitating a story. It's it's hard to say because um like for example Hannibal Burris, like mm-hmm. when he goes into storytelling, he doesn't really change the voices of yeah. the characters. Um so I think it has it, it's a you have to really dig deep to find your style. Right. Um, but to, how many comedians go into like, you know, a story about their girlfriend and then they suddenly go like and then she said like <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> too many, too many. Because like, it suddenly turns in like she has a lisp, and it's always this up speak or whatever. Yeah, it's it's, it's just mocking them almost. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or just like saying like this is like generic hot chick or whatever. Yeah, which is sad, but like, but I don't I don't think that you necessarily need different. Is there voices. like a generic hot dude sound? Um, hot dude. Like... They probably sound like me, right? Like verbatim. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah, yeah how do I do Daryl's voice? Like, how yeah, do I, exactly. <laughs> how do I, how do I channel I, that? You're definitely coming on again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I I try to keep it uh, diverse, like mm-hmm. with my voices. Like, I try to have a little bit more. Like, or like, even if you did a guy's voice, let's say, mm-hmm. would somebody naturally go like, oh, he must be black, or he must <laughs> be a certain race because like her inflections just naturally went to like. And he sounded like this. <laughs> you know, I don't How know. How you doing, baby? <laughs> I think I think you have to. Um, I think it has to fit into your writing. So I don't know. Like I, I think like it all depends. That's the thing. That's what I love about comedy. It just all depends. Like it's those colors. It's those. That's the thing. Like if you said like, hey, a guy came up to me at a con mm-hmm. and was like, hey guys, <laughs> how's it going? You got some nice boobs here. <laughs> like. You'd be like, okay, that clearly is a weirdo. Yeah. But if you were like, and then he came up to me and was like, hey, baby, <laughs> you got some nice boobies. <laughs> I don't, I think both guys are creepy because they're bringing up like, hey, you have nice boobs. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know what voice could pull that off. Hmm. Maybe none of them, none of them, because you should respect <laughs> women. You should yeah. respect. I click there, and that's how nice passionate personality. I am. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, baby, you seem charismatic. Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of brain cells in that cranium. <laughs> you look like you have. You have an evened out personality. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna stab me in my sleep. <laughs> I like that about you. <laughs> Yet. Um. <laughs> anyways. No. Anyways, I will say, um, being a female. Do you feel upset when they say something about like your looks before yeah. being funny? For sure. Um, actually, because, I mean, for those of you who are listening who don't know what I look like, I wear really... She's a troll. <laughs> I'm a full bridge troll. Mm-hmm. Um, no, <laughs> I'm not going to even show you her picture because it's just horrible. <laughs> you will not want to see her... Like, it is something, like, straight out of a Guillermo del Toro, like, mm-hmm. film, yeah. Yeah, it's like a Pan's Labyrinth. You're <laughs> yeah. the deleted scene from Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, they were like, no, people are going to instantaneously shit if we mm-hmm. show this picture. <laughs> Do not <laughs> show Sasha in the light. <laughs> Make sure she's in very low light. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I was born out of, like, some sort of demonic ritual, like, in a basement somewhere. <laughs> of course, of course. Cracked my mom open like a pomegranate. Um, anyway. But for the guys that are, like, super weirdo and say, like, 
things like, hey, you look good before you're funny. Oh, yeah. That, no, that it pisses you. me off, for yeah. sure. Because um, one thing that, like I was going to say, like I, for those of you who can't see me, I wear a lot of eye makeup. And mm. um, that, I like it. <laughs> oh, thank it's like you. a smoky cat eye. <laughs> it is a smoky cat eye. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I love cats. <laughs> cats love you too, yeah, Daryl. They um, do. By the amount of cat hair that's on the microphone. <laughs> uh, they love me. They they really do. Actually, this cat right here is probably one of my favorites that I've met. Yeah, oh, oh, she's kitty. so jumpy. Oh, kitty. <laughs> oh, kitty. She's super cute. I think that's why she's chill with me is because she's like, oh, you're just one of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just like a big, oh, big one of us. You look like me with less hair. <laughs> Brethren. Um, yeah. So like I, uh, I wear a lot of eye makeup and people always bring me up like, oh, yeah, like she's great. She has wonderful makeup. Like this is Sasha. Really? Somebody's like, actually brought you up with that? Yeah. A lot of people are like guys will be like, oh, yeah, the very lovely. Like she's super pretty, whatever. And I'm like, can like I also have really great dick jokes, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm not just a pretty face. I have great dick and fart jokes. <laughs> Listen to my yeah. Hitler joke before you judge me. Um, yeah, no, I... Hitler I, farted right before he died, right? Guess who also has a dick? Hitler! I'm just kidding. Ava <laughs> <laughs> Braun knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Start fist bumping all the guys in the room. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 bro, yeah. There you go. Hey, Jimmy Durante, he's been in a lot of movies. Have you? Do you know who Jimmy Durante is? The guy that does the. My silence means no. Uh, he had a big nose and he was in a lot of uh, movies and he famously sang that uh, song in. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Never saw it. Mm-hmm. As time goes by. Yeah. Anyway, guys, time has gone by, and it's another edition of Pitch Please. Move, Pitch. Get on display. Get on display, Pitch. Get on display. Yeah. And Pitch Me Baby one more time. Baby, baby. Exactly. No, no, no. See so many names for the same beautiful segment. Totally. Totally. And again, we're graced by the presence of April Lotshaw and myself, obviously. So we're going to get into another great edition of movie pitches. Hit us with them. Okay. Daryl. Yes. I have a theme for this episode. It might seem a little late, but I'm working towards next year because I think yeah. with the right production, okay, a little bit less than a year, ah, you so could churn out gold. You're saying like we're going to make this movie in under a year. Ex- that's exactly what this I'm saying. This is going to be for a 2019 release. This is going to be like a 10 to 11 month project Cool. because there will be so much hype behind it. I'm so for it. It'll be out right in time for next year's holiday season. Oh. This is our holiday special episode. What? You think it's late, but guess what? It's early. Yeah. For next year, we are talking about holiday movies for this coming New Year 2019. Yeah, you would think that we would talk about it 
two weeks ago, but no, we're talking about it now. That's how cutting edge I am. Yes, of course. I so, live dangerously. Throw us our first pitch. So these pitches are all going to be of a certain category mm-hmm. because, tell you what, April Lotshaw has gone corporate. Whoa. By that I mean I've gone for the larger audience. Right, I've gone right. You're looking for, for money. Yes, but also the films that draw America and the world together. Of course. You know, like the classics. Like mm. the classic. We're doing Christmas this episode. Of Get course. ready for it. Christmas. Christ Mass, which Whoa. I assume means birth. If you're uh, speaking Spanish, I want to say it's more Christ. That's even better. Yeah. That's what I want is even more Christ. Mass. Like, we're wanting more Christ. We, we, we need Cristo. it. We need it now. Exactly. No, exactly. So we're doing the Christmas episode this episode. Of course. So, um, what are we thinking of? Like, so obviously this is going to be a blockbuster because we're wanting to get a lot of money for this holiday season. Dude, they all are. I have three wonderful pitches. First, Christmas movie have you ever been in a situation where your life has been so hard and you've felt so rebelled against and persecuted that you're like what's even the point anymore yes so has especially every holiday season exactly so has the main character of the first film that i'm pitching mm-hmm. mr jimmy baleen oh okay of my film it's a wonderful Lifetime movie. <laughs> it's a scriptwriter for Lifetime. Nice. And he is just getting tweets making fun of him, emails right. ridiculing him. About and what? Like how his, shitty how of a writer shitty he is? Lifetime yeah. movies are. It's made mm-hmm. fun of everywhere. And he's just a human being, though, and he's trying to do right by his family. I know very well what you're talking about. You're talking about something you can't get your fingers on, and that's galling you. That's what you're talking about. I know. And then his idiot cousin loses money on the way to the bank. Yeah. To Mr. Pruitt. Oh, okay, Mr. Pruitt. Pruitt. Yeah. Where's that money, you silly, stupid old fool? Oh, so you lost all the money, Ed. Not Potter. It'll be Mr. Cobbler. Come Pruitt. It'll be Mr. Cobbler. It'll be Mr. Cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd the money go, you old fool? Exactly. You see, that's it's like you've already read my script. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. And I'm always in favor of a, uh, like, can we film this in black and white? It, oh, it's going to be. It's going to yeah. be in black and white. And sweet, it's going sweet. to be all about this man going through this struggle. This, yeah. And going through this issue of just, like, my entire life has been given to lifetime movies about yeah. such amazing people as the runaway bride and like every as time he does child something... child in an attic for 12 years i've had i've had a wonderful life i thank god for it the angle i was going for was um he's a writer of yeah. lifetime movies about oh, other people like okay. he writes about like the child stuck in the well for 24 hours hey chief hey a little problem here you think it's possible for an 18 month old child to fall down an eight inch well No. Or right, the, right. you know, he they're like, I those... came out as my sister's husband mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. and he writes those scripts, and everyone I makes fun of them afterwards. my husband's penis, because he beat me. And I went to the kitchen for a glass of water and to calm myself up, because he was abusing me that night, and 
all of the things I remember was I took a glass of water and then I found myself in the street with a penis in one hand and a knife in the other. Yes, that's the title of one of his top <laughs> viewed movies. That's straight from the headlines. Jimmy Bailey. Okay, directing so, producer. But what is he? He doesn't have a lust for this. So this is something that he just has to do. And then he's later going to like ask an angel to tell him like what if I've never been born no he just throughout his life he meets very strange people in frightening weird situations Mm. and he's like somebody has to know that you are your quote unquote brother's husband which not actually the brother you know Whoa! so he's like a fake he took over the identity of the brother like no he just met this person who's just like yeah I married this dude who's like it says on his ID he's my brother but he's not and he's like oh shit people should know about this and so he wrote these movies in sincerity Mm. and then was ridiculed because they were on Lifetime right and then he was like why do I even what if there wasn't even a Lifetime movie at all (laughs) and then the angel shows him a life without Lifetime the TV channel yeah, it's it's and it's um, just bedlam. It's just people living in like a post-apocalyptic world because there's no lifetime movie channels. There's no like channel that's like soothing our like you know crazy beast-like nature. I was thinking more just that People Magazine sold a lot more in the future, mm. and he'd be like, "No, not that. Anything but that. <laughs> Let me be ridiculed for my movies. At least it's not this." And then, like Trump is still president. It's a wonderful life, not a cloud in the sky. And he's like, "But I thought Trump would." Totally not be president without he, lifetime. I thought he was a fiction of my imagination that would disappear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the twist ending. That's my M. Night Shyamalan. What if bit, it's you know? really even more like totally like kind of racist in a way where it's okay, like okay, let's open it with that phrase. Like some, what are you thinking of? <laughs> like okay, like his world with uh huh, his world without lifetime movies shows him a dystopian future that doesn't have like Inuits or something in it. Like somehow like there's no more Eskimos in this world <laughs> without lifetime movies. <laughs> I was not expecting the way that this turned. I had several expectations when you started that sentence, but I was surprised by the yeah, end of it. Yeah. And like that means I'm ready to explore it. Because that's a dialogue <laughs> waiting to be opened up. Like, not only are you going to lose Lifetime movies, but you're going to lose the race of Inuits. No one will know what a penguin looks like. Exactly. There will be no know. one there to investigate. We won't have anybody fucking seals at all. Do they? Are they known for doing that? I would like to think so. That might be a I'm going to start that rumor. I'm going to start that Inuits love seals a little too much. I'm going to start the opposing rumor that maybe Daryl's just saying that because he loves seals it's too much. true. I've gone to wants, San Francisco quite a bit. He wants to have a population to blend in with, <laughs> you know, so that he's not such a fucking weirdo. Yeah, I do look like a seal for sure. Anyhow, <laughs> Jimmy Baleen realizes there is value to his lifetime yeah, movie career. Yeah. Everyone's going to come together. They'll be like, oh, my God, Jimmy Baleen told my story and I gave him nothing. <laughs> so I'm gonna 
pay the pay-per-view price mm. to watch this. And it's all going to come in and all that money. Sweet. He's going to use it to pay off all the debt of the money that his uncle, Zeddy Baby, yep. <laughs> lost. I get it. And so suddenly he'll good- be like, it is good. It is good. Every time a bell rings, a screenwriter for crap media channel gets to be a producer. Yeah, he gets a sad card. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah, you, something that's, like that. Yeah, that's the general idea. Mm-hmm. No, How do we feel about that? I love it. It's an uplifting film. It's also a film that's like kind of you know about the business too. So who doesn't like that? Like where it's kind of like you know everyone. Like nobody likes peeking that. a veil into show business itself. Oh, that is true. Yeah, you yeah. know who doesn't like that? And if it's a Christmas movie, it's already going to make a billion dollars. Let's hope so. Yeah. On Lifetime TV, pay-per-view. And I'm thinking uh, we can get, yeah, like Tim Allen or somebody else that's like could play uh, a Jimmy Stewart a type Jimmy character. A Jimmy Stewart type. For Jimmy Stewart type, I'm thinking Elijah Wood. Mm, okay, okay. He I has a it. young face but an old soul. Right. And then he could definitely play a person that hated a lot of uh, Inuits. I think we could all play that person. Yeah. Anyway, guys, let's get to our next pitch. Okay, are we ready for this? This one, I'm going to just lead off with the title because I think it says it all. I don't think I even need to give. Just, it's what you want it to be. Yeah. I'm going to just say it out loud right now. Do it. title of my next Christmas film is another Star Wars Christmas special. Even more Ewoks. <laughs> that's the like hashtag, or that's like the colon. Yeah, no, it's the colon before it. E- uh, like an even another more Star Wars Christmas. No, it's the Star Wars Holiday Special. Colon. Even more Ewoks. Starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Yes, I like it. I like it. Yeah. And are we gonna have twice as many Wookies as well? Oh, it's twice Talking as many... in a language that didn't get subtitled? It'll be twice as many everything. I love how half of the first uh, Star Wars Christmas special had Ewoks, Wookiees, everything that didn't speak English, talking on the show without subtitles. Daryl, if you love that, guess what this new Christmas special is going to have in it? (laughs) It's going to have space races that you've never even heard of before speaking in their languages about Christmas without subtitles. I love it. I love also how, like, Christmas has spawned throughout the galaxy. It's not just on Earth. It's throughout the millennia. Like, it's light years. Like, everywhere the light touches, there's Christmas being spread. So not only does now Santa Claus have to gather up all his presents on Earth, he has to now deliver it to every planet in the solar system. Well, if he can fucking do every fucking house on Earth in one night, why not all the solar? Jesus Christ. Like, 
Well, if he's going to be fictional, he's going to be fictional all the way. Are we on a 24-hour calendar day sphere when it comes to the infinite universe? Not in this film because it took really... place long, long ago, yes. far, far away. Yeah, because we can't really count that if we're going to just go off of our sun. If we're going to go to through multiple suns, no, it's not going to work. Anyway, though, Daryl, give me what is the like main character's name in this saga? Luke Skywalker. Oh, we're bringing back Luke. We're having Luke. Totally. But you know what? Sometimes... Is it reprised by Mark Hamill himself? Yes. Whoa. Due to several lawsuits <laughs> and a lot of involuntary taping mm-hmm. of the dressing room yeah. <laughs> uh, and his personal home apartment, we were able to comprise Luke Hamill <laughs> digitally into playing one streamlined role for this Christmas special. So, so you're all in luck. A young Mark Hamill, like composite? It's going like... to be over the years. Okay. And we're just going to Benjamin Button that face <laughs> into being the same age oh, the entire time. So it gets time. younger the, the longer the episode goes on. No. Or the movie, gets, I mean. He gets this older. It's going to be a theatrical release. He get no, it will be. Uh, <laughs> or only Lifetime. I don't know. Right. No, this sounds I like another some... Lifetime movie. <laughs> I have a lot of contract <laughs> deals with them that, with I'm not sh- yeah. that I'm not sure what the fine print is. I get I it. I need an agent. <laughs> God. Hey, if you could make three movies a year on Lifetime, I think you'd be doing pretty well. Well, we have to learn that from Jimmy Bailey's. Yep. We're going to have Jimmy Bailey. It's a wonderful Lifetime movie. And, and the Star Wars Holiday Special. With even more Ewoks. Starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Yep. Okay, so where do the even more Ewoks come in to play? I mean, they live on the planet or whatever. So we're just going to have tons of little people in Ewok costumes just running around on this stage. That's the goal, but like it's all a metaphor for I for because what? <laughs> for the force, ah, obviously, yes. clearly, yeah, for the, the force. force, where the force is under your control, but at the same time, it's something you're grasping onto. It's something that's wandering. It's hard to control mm-hmm. in large amounts. If you can move a fucking boulder with the force, that's crazy. If you can move like a pencil with it, that's fine. Whatever, but. The larger the crowd is hurting cats, you know, it's uh, dealing with the human mind and psyche. And what if we actually bring back Dinklage, who... Uh, no, he's coming back. Yeah. He has was a he contract a, was signed. Was he in any of the Star Wars movies? Doesn't matter. He's going to no, be in it now. No, let's bring back Warwick Davis. He was the original... Um, no, we're still waiting Wiccan, for him. Or what was his? What was the Ewok name? Was it Warwick? His name is Warwick Davis. I have no fucking clue. He was Willow. Anyway. But he was okay. the original um, Ewok that uh, interacts with Princess Leia in Return of the Jedi. I did not know that. We have... Who's the other one you said? Warwick Davis and Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Dinklage, Dinklage owes me a favor. He's so. going to play the, the lead Ewok. No, he's going to play a minor Ewok, but like... Just one day, it's cool. <laughs> he's going to be But there. he will have, like, little enough facial makeup that it's clear that it's him. No, and we're going to use it... We're going to use it in the commercial so that people are like, <laughs> oh, it's him. It's Peter Dinklage. Oh, wow. Maybe I should see that. It's just him 
with a bear filter like that's like on Instagram or something. <laughs> it was not very even him in makeup. It's just some like digital like rendering on top of him. He does have rabbit ears. Yeah. In the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, it was a low budget production, which I think means it is automatically art house. Like if it was a true Ewok, he would have a full like head you know, helmet that would go over his face, like, you know, like a mask or some sort of, like, costume, you know, like a, like a mascot, you know. Daryl, why do you have to ruin my fucking dreams? <laughs> why? <laughs> like, you wouldn't even know it was Dinklage, but in the, in the credits it says, I have to sell these projects, I have to sell them to the studios, fucking, you get to live in your art world, but I have Let's- to be the in-between person being like, hey, it's Peter Dinklage, he's gonna look at the camera and be like, I'm not very refreshed, and then pop open a Mountain Dew and be like... That's the stuff. That's I'm that person. You realize that, right? You want product placement. It's like the Star Wars Holiday Special. With even more Ewoks. Sponsored by General Motors. People building transportation to serve people. Now you want like some sort of like production tie-in with like Star Wars and Mountain Dew and Christmas. There was always a production tie-in <laughs> with Mountain Dew. Let's be honest about that. Blue Milk, you think that isn't coming out in the next year you... for the next Star Wars no, film? I agree. Oh, Blue I agree. Milk no. by Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew and Star Wars feel like a symbiotic like mesh between the two each other. That's because like, they are. They need to be with one another. They need to. Um, they don't need the to force. be, but the corruptness of capitalism has thrown them together. Like I feel like there needs to be a Mountain Dew flavor called the Force, and then you just drink the Force. I'm surprised there isn't one already. Yeah, I agree. Um, Marketing but, teams get on it. But I also want to feel like in this series we're gonna bring out some cool new characters. Some cool, new, cute characters. Maybe a new, uh, cute Ewok or some other character that we don't even know. What's going to be the name of this character? Okay, so we have some exciting new androids. Were you excited for C-3PO? I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations. How might I serve? Fuck yeah. Were you excited for Baldroid? The BB-8? You should be more than excited. Yeah. For our newest edition, Sack Droid. Sack Droid, sweet. <laughs> What's his name? It's Sack Droid. <laughs> it's not like S-A-C or S-A-Q or something? <laughs> S-A-Q-15 or something? No, he's... <laughs> S Sack fifteen. Okay, so technically it's S A C K, which stands for Standard Arcane Canadian. Yeah. K. Klondike. Droid. Yeah, droid. Klondike. Yeah. Droid and or kangaroo droid. He's he's no, part no, no. kangaroo. No, no, that's that's too far away. Okay. That's, they don't know what kangaroos are in outer space. It's Klondike where he's like super. But they man. do they do know what Klondike bars are. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do That's for a sack still, droid? It's still product placement. Mm-hmm. He always holds a Klondike bar in his hand. It's like, what would you do for a piece of meat? <laughs> and they're like, 
dude, why don't you just pick up a gun and try to fight these empires? <laughs> He's too busy chilling ice cream bars in his <coughs> frigid belly. Yeah, okay, I like it. Sackdroid. Yeah. Sackdroid, mm-hmm. who can also store up to two ball droids. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> I Do like, you? I like it. <laughs> I like it. Okay, okay, so we have uh, so that's Luke ex- Skywalker as a composite version of himself. We yep. have some new droids coming into the mix. Sack droid. This is going to be a special for the ages, and it's going to be total canon. No, absolutely. Everybody's going to learn this. Absolutely. It's going to go... It's just going to weave right into the lexicon of Star Wars. And it's going to live there forever as part of the canon. Exactly. Yeah. This is going to be as important as, like, uh, Han Solo getting frozen in carbonite. Or as the original Christmas special. Exactly. Full of Ewoks. It's going to be so great. (laughs) But this time we have even more Ewoks, and one of them is played by Eddie Murphy. And by one, I mean 12. Ah, sweet. 12 Eddie Murphy Ewoks. And Warwick Davis, as well as Sack Droid and, and Peter Dinklage, Luke Skywalker and, and Peter Dinklage. Yep, we're gonna. This is star studded. This is gonna be. I have a really intense contract going on right now with Lifetime TV. Oh, if this isn't on Lifetime, this is gonna be on IMAX. I don't even know what that is, but I feel like I should have a contract with them. <laughs> okay, so guys, that's two for two. This is going to be a great holiday season next year. This 2019, it's going to be a great year for holiday movies. So far, we already got two. Okay, we're ready for the third and final one. That's going to be the best one ever. Okay, I'm not sure if you are. No, I'm ready. I know that you think you're ready. Yeah. That's a big difference. Okay, maybe I'm not ready for this amazingness. Okay, so this was a piece of inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, they're your classic holiday songs, moments, TV shows. Yeah. And sometimes one small piece of them can inspire something giant like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Jingle All the Way. Right. Just something so before its time and in the zeitgeist. At the that same title, time. that's just a line from a song, a classic Christmas song. And it's from that very same Christmas song that I took my inspiration for my next film. Yeah. What fun it is to play. Mm. Which is going to be, as we know, holidays. They have similarities. Yeah. We have our nightmares before Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the works. And this one is going to be kind of the opposite, where what fun it is to play is going to be a Christmas film that crosses over with Halloween films, <gasps> in that it's going to be a play on the Saw films, because mm. you're playing games mm-hmm. with jigsaws, so right. it's what fun it is to play, uh, which is the line from Jingle Bells, yeah. but also is the line from jigsaw <laughs> so, it, so it's gonna be like if jigsaw were santa claus oh jigsaw is santa claus cool. in this film. i like it so santa claus is like playing sadistic mind games that are torturing and slashing like people into bits and whatnot isn't he already in a way with the naughty and nice list yeah kind of like the santa claus from futurama <laughs> 
time to get jolly on your naughty asses. <laughs> like that one, but more realistic. Mm-hmm. Because this one, the psychological, emotional damage from being told that you're naughty mm-hmm. or nice. There's no in between. Yeah, It's just made physical in this but film. But does anybody make the nice list? That's why you have to watch it and find out. Oh, shit. That's the horror of it. I always like the word naughty because it sounds so funny to say, like, you're naughty. You're naughty. Like, you're not... Like, it's almost like... I'm going to say not, but I'm going to put an E at the end of it, and now it's a different word. Yeah, just like you're baddie. Mm-hmm. You're baddie. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, but this is definitely... It would be like if you're saying you're goody. Yeah, but also this film will be that, but filled with very visceral, sadistic repercussions <laughs> nice. based on whether you're naughty or not. So it's going to... that. Like, I love your point of view, but maybe you shouldn't see this because it's going to be pretty intense for a Christmas film. No, I like it. Maybe it'll also have reverberating percussions. What? You know, it's that's a, a musical term where there's going to be a lot of, like, you know, echoing drums. I'd never thought of that before, but like, hell yeah, now that you say it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sounds great. We're going to need some like crazy, like ELO or like Trans-Siberian Orchestra like type music for this. We're going to get some crazy drums and we're going to get some crazy children's choirs. Yes. Of all just like all young th- child soldiers mm-hmm. who've seen death before. Yeah. Coming together to sing like Silent Night. But they're all going to be together. like, yeah, like altos and sopranos because their balls haven't dropped and they haven't reached puberty. But well, Daryl, that's what I meant when I said a child orchestra. Yeah. As opposed to a middle school aged uh, orchestra. Preteen orchestra. Yeah. I get yeah. it. This is the pre preteens. Mm-hmm. The creepiest of all singing voices. Yeah. I love so, that. Anyway. Guys, this has been another episode of Pitch Please. The holiday episode. Christmas, yo! The best part about Sometimes Life is when the inventor of the Segway gets killed by driving a Segway off a cliff. <laughs> That's sometimes just better than life. Like, you can't write that. Like, if you went and told somebody, like, that's a sketch, they'd be like, that's two on the money. Get it out of here. <laughs> but it happened in real life. Uh, yeah, no, I, wait, did it really happen in real life? Yeah. The wealthy British businessman who bought the maker of Segways apparently died while riding his two-wheeled vehicle. 62-year-old Jimmy Heseldon was found in a river near the village of Boston Spa. His Segway was also found in the river. A witness reported seeing a man fall Sunday over a 30-foot drop into the river. Segways were introduced over a decade ago. The battery-operated vehicles used gyroscopes for stabilization. 
Heseldon bought control of the New Hampshire-based company last year. His death raises new safety questions about the Segway, but one Mississippi tour operator who uses the vehicles was quick to defend them. <laughs> Shut up. Like, yeah. what kind of fucking cartoony death? Mm-hmm. Like, that, if there is a god... God was just making a funny. Yeah. That is what happened. That's, that's <laughs> in irony. And, like, <laughs> like Alanis Morissette could learn a thing or two from that type of scenario. Like rain on your wedding day? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Dying on a Segway when you invented it? That should have been in the song. Right. Dude, that's hilariously bad. <laughs> um, Have you ever thought about how you want to die? If you were to die? Like, if you could choose your death. If I could choose, honestly, um, part of me feels like dying in my sleep would be best just because it's Clearly, that's the been, easiest. Yeah, that's the easiest way, but... but um, And less painful. <laughs> Unless we don't know what really happens, and two seconds before you go to, like from sleep till death, that's the most painful thing you've ever felt in your life. <laughs> I know, right? Like, they just... We have no info on you it. You don't know. <laughs> Nobody's ever told you. <laughs> It's, it's just way worse than like anything that you could have yes. envisioned in hell. Yeah, shit like, like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> damn, that would suck. Um, it's actually, dying in your sleep is the worst way to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think for for me, like, I think the best way if I were to die, and I don't, the the probability of this happening is next to zero. But I would want to die in like some sort of combat, like like some sort of like, like a kill larping bill. type of thing. No, not larping. <laughs> Like a LARPing I, I accident gone wrong. I, I, yeah. like, I get I'm geeky, but come on. That would be the <laughs> lamest fucking death of all time. <laughs> but no, I, like, I don't know how it would happen, but like I, I've always been obsessed with Kill Bill like since yeah. I was in grade school. So you so, want to get killed with a sword? So, yeah, so I want to go out like Oren Ishii, like mm. on some head, like top of my head getting cut off type shit. Like that would be dope. <laughs> that would be dope. And then just have like an epic monologue like right before I die, but I didn't really do too much cool shit to have it. So I'm, and I'm also stupid, so it would just be like yeah what would be your epic monologue sucks. like right before you died what would you say it would be shit <laughs> and then i would just die like that's how that's pretty epic no i'm kidding I, I don't know i don't know what my epic monologue would be yeah you would need know. tarantino to write oh. it for you silly caucasian girl likes to play with samurai swords you may not be able to fight like a samurai but you can at least die like a samurai have a ghostwriter mm-hmm. for my death. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you a big fan of the uh, martial arts cinema? Yeah, actually. Um, I, cause I've always liked martial arts. Like I said, like I got into Kill Bill. Like it was my favorite movie since fifth grade, I believe was when I got mm-hmm. like really obsessed with it. And, um, and then from there, I've watched a ton of different uh, martial arts movies. <laughs> What's funny is, like, one of my favorite ones, and it's not supposed to be a serious movie, is Kung Pao. Hell yeah, Enter the Fist. <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. As you know, I'm a man of special needs. You will now receive the Fist of Fury. <coughs> Prepare the long rubber glove. Eeny, meeny. Miney Mo, I wonder where my glove will go. 
Kung Pao is amazing. Oh, man. With the tonguey? <laughs> yes. Oh, dude. It's, it's such a quotable movie. Yep. It's the most quotable movie, in my opinion. In my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I like you that much more now that you like that movie. Not a lot of people like that movie. I don't understand why. My whole family, like, mm. we would just quote it all day long. Like, And, and I have a big-ass family, so you can only imagine the impression this movie had on the Reginaldos. <laughs> we are <laughs> obsessed. So, this, so Kung Pao is the best. I like it. I like it a lot. Man, that movie is pretty quotable. It is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just everything about it, like, is so great. And, and and the fact that, like, they CGI'd Steve Odekirk's head onto yeah, the protagonist totally. is like, what? Like, oh, my gosh. And the three-boob chick? Oh, uh, Or no, it was a single boob. Uh, it is just one boob. It's yeah. wo- whoa. One. <laughs> she was like, I am whoa. And then it's just a titty. And Steve Odekirk is like, yeah, whoa, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then... um. You may call me Betty. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or when uh, the master's out, he's like, let me know if you find a radio shack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're walking back. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So fucking good. Um, I went to go see that movie in the theaters. <laughs> and we had no idea what it was. And... We were in the theater, and it was literally like a packed theater. There was actually people that were standing in the aisles that they couldn't find seats. Mm. So it was like so crazy. And uh, Mm. I want to say 20 minutes in, you could sit wherever you wanted in that theater. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody was in that theater. And I was just like, after the first scene where you just see that baby roll down the fucking cliff, like, for like a good five minutes, you're just like, so cute. (laughs) Bye bye. This is what we're getting into. Like, this is it. I feel I feel like I feel like like a lot of my dark twisted humor <laughs> yeah. definitely comes from movies like that. Like Kung Pao shaped me as a person. Totally. And like that that scene is actually one of me and like my two favorite girl cousins like favorite parts and that's why like like um my cousins Alex and Nikki, we're like sisters. Yeah. Like they're sisters, and I'm the cousin. But like we are inseparable when we're together. Mm-hmm. So we would always be like, "So cute, bye bye." Like we would do that with like our animals. Because <laughs> so our family, we have a ton of corgis. Like that's like the family like I pet love of corgis. choice. Yeah, that's that's the family pet of choice. So like, so like we would always like be holding our corgis like on the bed, and we'd be like, "So cute, bye bye," and then just like <laughs> not throw them off the bed, but like we would just like t- like toss them like Gently onto the bed, and they. Would- <laughs> We never hurt our animals, but, like, we definitely reenacted a lot of movie scenes, like, stupid stuff like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. So, Joel said one! <laughs> I'm coming! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so quotable. So, so good. There's so many. Yeah. Yeah. That movie should have been... Where is the sequel? Come on, Steve Odenkirk. Right. What are you doing? Dude, come on. And and they teased it so hard at the end. And I don't mm-hmm, know if they mm-hmm. me- if he meant to do that, like, as a funny mm. little, like, oh, look at the possible sequels that of could be course. coming out. <laughs> but now I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm having withdrawals. Like, you guys better pump out uh, part two. It could be so easy now, too. Right? Like, it, it, could, it would be so much better, like, mm-hmm. too. Like, but I don't know. It, it's hard they to tell. They just got to find another film that they could superimpose themselves into. <laughs> right. Exactly. 
Yeah. Oh man. So yeah. So like kung fu movies and martial arts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I love it. Um, my a lot of the majority of like my family has been in martial arts and stuff like that. Um, I love the ungbok stuff. All the mm-hmm. like Muay Thai. Yeah. Man, that shit is crazy good. Yeah. I've actually what's um I've always been very interested in more of like soft style martial arts. Mm. So um well I I. The one that I did for the longest for like three years was. Um, is that like very slow slapping and stuff? Or slow like, slapping? It's just people like bitch slapping each other. Stab it. You stab it. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> Ki yai. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Ki yai. <laughs> no, so, dude, if my master heard this, he would be so pissed off at me right now. Hi, yeah. <laughs> He'd be so mad. No, he'd probably be laughing. Let's be real. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I the the one that I did for the longest, I did taekwondo for three years. Nice. And like, I only got up to blue. <laughs> like, I did not mm. get very far. So um, you can't like defend a rapist. You can just like I can just uh, yeah, just, <laughs> a potential yeah, rapist. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll I'll be. I'm, I don't know. I part of it is you when when it comes to martial arts, like like people think like oh like I'll just teach my daughters martial arts and then mm-hmm. like they'll be totally fine. But there is a level of like street smart you have to be in order to have the confidence to fight someone of course yeah so it's so so i already kind of went into it with the mindset of like shit is real out here like and now i have like a little bit of training to apply to it in the mean streets of where are you from (laughs) (laughs) well i i I was born in artesia and then Mm. like so like right around like norwalk area right and then we moved out to lakewood so like i'm like right in the middle so long beach is there there's compton there's downey and then hawaiian garden so Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. so it's funny it's like where all of like the ghetto's grandparents go to move and like <laughs> have a normal suburban life but like right. all the grandkids still come out <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know so, so they weird. bring the thug to the grandparents right you know like, mm-hmm. <laughs> cookies and gets i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yo what up nana hold my glock <laughs> yeah no, I... well, i'll give you a hug <laughs> no i yeah, get what's it funny is um actually when it came to like because you know whenever you go to parties in high school and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i always went out to like compton like for parties nice. and stuff like that which was not safe looking back on it i was did you really run into like kid. snoop dog and dr no. dre <laughs> no oh my god it oh was... you're not young you're not old enough for that yeah no 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 <laughs> i uh i man like like harris street like was mm. where a lot of the parties were kind of at and of course they would get raided like around like 11 or 12 but like i was constantly around like just just the shadiest people mm-hmm. <laughs> like when mm-hmm. i was younger and, yeah. i went to party famously um that a guy was throwing and his name was john chi um yeah i'm gonna out him <laughs> just because there's probably more than one john chi out there right yeah okay so hopefully we, for your sake right <laughs> no he's the only john chi <laughs> but uh is uh he threw a party called the chilenium and this was what the fuck all right right around 1999 I graduated in 2000, so everybody was all all about, like, you know, the century's turning and everything, and so, like, he threw this party at a house that, uh, his, okay, so his parents moved out of a house into a new house, Mm -hmm. but they didn't sell their old house yet, so it was still, like, on the market, (laughs) so it was just an empty house, Okay. and so he had the bright idea of, like, well, I'll just throw a party at this empty house that still has electricity, but no... You know, furniture or anything in it. <laughs> Do you need it, really? Pretty like, much, no. No. <laughs> and so, literally, there was like, you know, four hundred people in this house. <laughs> oh my god! And outside the backyard and everywhere, there was people on the roof. It was just crazy. Like, in fact, I saw two people fall off the roof, ah! hit the ground, and it was just one of those like, 
where like the music stopped for like a second <laughs> and then it just started back up again. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody checked those two dudes. There was no cops that came to the rescue. Nobody like, called the paramedics. It was just like Wait, two dudes are on the ground now. I guess they, they're dead. Wait, what? They? Oh my god! No, see, I I am like such a mom when it comes to situations mm. like that. I panic immediately. Nope. You, there were oh definitely people god. that were not of your proclivities there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of like, hey, push him out of the way. He's in front of the keg. And then, of course, yeah, it got, it got broken up, and then there was literally just people just the jumping. The coroner's up. there, like, picking up the bodies? <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was a CSI. It was actually an episode in CSI. Jesus Christ. It's called CSI Chilenium. Chilenium. Oh, my fucking God. This, this dude. Yeah. It was crazy. It was a fun party, though. You know, like looking back. But, yeah, somebody did die there. Oh, fuck. Wow. <laughs> Maybe. Holy allegedly shit. allegedly <laughs> all right well no more chilenium parties for you That's <laughs> mm-hmm. did they get that crazy in compton um there would be broken like people would be jumping off of like tables onto other tables and and breaking mm-hmm. shit all the time but nobody ever offed themselves like, dude, <laughs> like, that, we were gonna play beer pong on that later yeah like nobody nobody ever jumped off the roof thankfully mm-hmm. um also because we lived in one-story houses so that or they were in one-story houses so that'd be lame as fuck and be like oh okay <laughs> sorry for your your broken like ankle now i guess <laughs> i saw a dude try to jump off a roof into a pool and he missed it <gasps> oh my god yeah that was not fun yeah, I... that guy got the paramedics called oh my god what the heck but uh yeah i've always that's the thing every time when i'm about to dunce mostly especially when it comes to stunts yeah. Or some sort of like feat of strength or whatever. Right. Right before I'm about to do it, I always get that flash of like, this is going horribly wrong. <laughs> like I see myself like missing the pool or right. mi- or just hitting the, the the fence or something like that. Right. And then I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm just going to get back off this roof now. It's like, Thank I'm you. I'm going to have a Kit Kat bar now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to just gonna stay try out to make trouble. out with Amy over here. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm going to do something reasonable. Yeah. Now, what's funny is my, my family is just comprised of a bunch of adrenaline junkies. So, mm-hmm. like, we're the ones who are, like, jumping off the roof status. Mm. But, like, within reason. I don't know. My family's also, like, full of, like, pretty smart people who are a little bit more calculated than Jacob, who just had, like, two four locos and is trying to be <laughs> jackass 2.0. So they know how to, like, jump off the roof and hit the pool. Yeah, and hit the pool. Yeah. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> Which is fine. Like, if you yeah. can be that guy, then I'll by all means. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, I think it's it's different, like, with with people who, like, have immigrant parents, like, because we, we were constantly just <laughs> causing trouble and, and like, yeah. doing and, bad shit. And, and also, like, for example, um, like, I... I'm a little bit more uh, balanced and, and talented when it comes to, like, physical stuff. Like, I, I enjoy, like, snowboarding and all kinds of other different things. So, like, whenever I played on the palm tree, like, in front of my house as a kid, like, my parents, because they're immigrants, they didn't think twice. They were just like, oh, just let her. Like, that seems pretty normal to me. And then, like, <laughs> little Sally Sue's parents in the next yard is like, she's got to kill herself. And my dad is mm-hmm. like, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's cheaper than swing. It's fine. Right. <laughs> I can't afford trampoline. Yeah. Hell. <laughs> No, the times I've hosted, I don't host a lot, but there's been 
few times, and um, I try to avoid that, where it's like, I try to, like, bring out the gender first, where I'm like, hey, she's a super funny girl. Yeah. Like, I just want to be like, hey, guys, this next comic, super funny, mm-hmm. Sasha Saka. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. like to try to preface, like, it's a girl. Yeah. Get ready, guys. <laughs> I know, right? Strap the fuck in. Ugh, period <laughs> jokes, maybe. If she talks about tampons, feel free to walk out. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I gave you the preface. So stupid. Yeah, no, that's that's actually something that a lot of women talk about in, in the comedy scene. Is yeah. like when guys or even girls, when they bring you up based on your appearance, it's mm. so frustrating. Uh, based on appearance or even just based on your gender or whatever the fuck. Like, it's just, it's frustrating. Because, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it, it, it's, it's like, do you not know much else about me? And if you don't know much else about me that is definitely not the most important thing like and it is weird too because it's not done everywhere it's just in certain demographics like okay we know joey rowell he's a great uh stand-up comedian that's Mm -hmm. a you know paraplegic Mm -hmm. uh has ms and um you know is in a wheelchair obviously Mm -hmm. and uh but that's the thing. Like hosts don't bring him up as like, "Hey guys, we got a great funny wheelchair guy <laughs> coming up. A real funny guy that doesn't have his use of his legs." <laughs> Like, we don't do that. Yeah, because like, can you imagine, like, if they started doing that, like, to people of color? Like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> hey, it, super funny and black. And yeah, like, what in the world are you doing? But no. people have no problem doing that with women. With like, people women, have no problem doing that. If anything, it, it a lot of guys feel like you should do it. Like, oh, I'm, like, helping her in some yeah. way, like saying to the audience like hey it's a girl coming up like aren't yeah. you guys ready for a girl yeah we all love girls <laughs> yeah one i think one thought and, and i'm this is i'm playing devil's advocate a little bit but i'm in no way excusing it it's just an explanation is like a lot of the times people don't understand that it is really hard to be a woman in comedy like because you're surrounded by guys all the time you have to really work like hard to yeah. kind of you yeah. know match like 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 the expectation like that the audience is like oh well if it's a girl then she better be very funny or like you know and it's so it's you're you're competing with a bunch of guys not competing per se but like you're just constantly working around a bunch of guys and it's and especially like with some of the horrid things that some of these people say like it's a really rough environment to be around you have to have very thick skin so like when they do bring women up it's like oh dude like she's so funny like like she's one of the best female comedians around it's like it's it's like they're just trying to say like like how hard it was to be a female in this environment but at the same time it's like just just cut it out like it's like it's not that serious because most women obviously just want to be treated like equals Mm -hmm. like don't treat me like a better second class yeah treat me like everybody else yeah like like, i'm just a comic like i'm a comic in the same way that mm -hmm. like all these other dudes are i just look way better than these dudes (laughs) and have better well i mean (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding yeah no i i would it's so interesting because, yeah, like, if you were to, like, get a, an average dude that's a comic and just put him in a situation where suddenly he's the only guy on that show and there's 30 other girls around him mm-hmm. that are all other open micers mm-hmm. and suddenly maybe 20 out of those 30 want to fuck him. Yeah. So put that into the mix. Like, I don't know how guys would deal with that. I don't know. Obviously, guys being guys might be like, oh, sweet. 20 guys, girls want to fuck me? Awesome. Right. Get in line. <laughs> but it is like, put put your sensibilities as like being a woman. Like, obviously, like being a female comic, you don't want like to show up to every mic and be like, oh, boy, 20 guys want to like hit me up. 
Yeah. Great. <laughs> it's more like, I just want to do my jokes and... And get the fuck out of here. And get yeah. out or hang around some guys that are just my equals or yeah. just people that are genuine friends. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's, and I think, I think that's like how most female comics like go into it. Like, like, you know, headspace wise, they're just like, you know what? Like I'm going to treat these people as my equals and, and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make friends and have a good time and tell my jokes and everything. But then when you start to alienate us, like by being like, like, Oh, like we have a female in the house. Then it's like, Oh dude, this is weird. Like this, is, this just Can feels weird. A, uh, a male you don't have to give out names mm-hmm. but share a a story about like a f- male comic trying to be nice but end up just hitting on you um darn i or if i understand if nobody's hit on you <laughs> well i mean we did describe my visual like <laughs> my situation i i i was born from the antichrist i am right. i'm the antichrist um, no i'm just kidding i there's I, yeah, no, there, there's been there's been a few times. There's been several times. and Is it masked in, like, you know, oh, I'm going to try to help you out, or, like, hey, we should, like, write together sometime, or is it more like, let's just go out? It, it's been more direct. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the time, it's pretty direct. Um, but I... Hey, I have a Toyota Camry. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> I can get us discounts at my subway job. Mm-hmm. It has a back seat. <laughs> No, and it's never it's it's usually like trying to to boo me up. It's not always mm. like like let's just fuck. It's it's like, "Oh, you're single. Do you want to be my girlfriend?" And I'm like, "I don't need any of you people." <laughs> <laughs> I like how comics that there's a super like let's be girlfriend and boyfriend all of a sudden. Like, yeah, I'm all like, "Who are you?" <laughs> that just makes me feel Who's like t- there's a bunch of like silly romantics instead of it being like creepy dudes that are just trying to bang chicks. There's there's a couple like it's been half and half. Half of it is like guys and also I, I think it makes it a little bit difficult because if you're a woman talking about sex on stage, guys yeah. take that as an invitation totally. or some sort of She's clue. talking about me. Yeah, like some sort of like like oh like this is where I'm cued in to start making moves on her and it's mm-hmm. like no like like you know this was just a moment I had that I think is funny that people can relate to this isn't an invitation for you to also have an experience with me like this she is... talked about making out I'm gonna make out with her later <laughs> yeah you know what I mean I'm like what the <laughs> fuck are you doing dude like <laughs> like oh man one of my favorite stories um of like a guy like seeing my set and then just being like what's up afterwards was nice. <laughs> yeah what is we, um it was at Shannon's mm-hmm. um on Pine yeah. When it was still around, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. like this guy, he sees my set. He was like, "Oh, like he's like, hey, like you're super funny. Like, can I buy you a drink?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then we go up. He buys me the drink, and then we're. And just... what did you think at that moment? Like, were you automatically already keened into like, "Oh yeah, he wants to." Oh yeah, no, I was fully Not aware. He's just into my comedy. Yeah, no, I'm fully aware that he was hitting on me, mm-hmm. um, and I was like. Bitch, I'm gonna get a free drink. That's right. <laughs> that's the type of person I am. I like, like that move. Like, because I, I would be into that move all the time. Yeah, because he kept trying to talk, and I was like, "Oh, you wanted me to talk to you? Oh, that's cute." Mm. <laughs> so then what? So, so we we went up to the bar. He bought me the drink, and we were just drinking and, and having like casual conversation. But I was being very dry. I was just like, "Yep." Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just one word answers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I was very like, 
I was very, um, I was just super dry, and he wasn't and expecting was me to be so dry. Cute or was he? Like... I mean, he wasn't a bad-looking dude, but he's not my type. Okay, like, so you weren't interested. I wasn't interested, but like you know, what I think is always really funny that I mean, you know what? You call me whatever the fuck you want to call me, but I I find it really funny that like you buying me a drink is some sort of ticket for you to get more out of me than mm-hmm. just like light conversation. So <laughs> I always like these moves too, where um. Where they'll say like, "Oh, you were super funny," and you're like, "Oh yeah, what what part did you like?" They're like, "You know, I like it all. I just liked it all. It was just super cool." And I'm like, "Really interesting." <laughs> the whole five minutes, just mm-hmm. bangers, just, just everything. Bangers. What did I, what did I talk about that in that five minutes? You know. <laughs> stuff life you know is the way you approach life man yeah just like, just, like you can't even like bring up like that i said walmart at all or yeah, anything yeah. Like, like come on you could have bullshitted like oh like i like your walmart joke yeah you know like, no, 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 you don't no. have to like say it verbatim back to me like <laughs> you can't like bring up the one topic that it was around like yeah that's why it's just ah oh, man so so i find it really funny when guys buy me drinks because i'm always yeah. just like Thanks. And then that's it. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds like it. a great fringe benefit of being a female comic. Is that like, is. It is. I'm not going to sit here drinks. and be like, oh, you know, I, I refuse every drink. Like, no, I fucking don't. I'm an artist. <laughs> yeah. Get that drink away from me. <laughs> my feminism calls for me to reject all drinks. Like, I will I don't buy know. my own drink, you bitch. Yeah, no, like, thanks for the drink. Get the fuck out of my face. That's right. <laughs> no, that's what I would love to do as a woman is just be like, thanks, next. Yeah. <laughs> Ariana Grande up in this beat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So let's get into one final topic before we shove on out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do this with all my guests. Um, this was um, originally uh, found in uh, the actor's studio. Mm-hmm. He would do uh, a f- kind of fire question round for um, that was stolen by Bernard Peebo, and I've stolen it from them, so it's mm-hmm. twice stolen. <laughs> this is called uh, Ooh, Inside he's Stealing. Yeah. <laughs> This is called Inside the Comic Studio. These are a few questions, and I'm going to hit up Sasha with them. Hopefully, we'll get some gems. Oh, Jesus. If not, I'll edit it out. Don't <laughs> worry. You? Okay, first I- question. If you could make up a geometric shape, what would it be called? And B. And B? You know, like, what kind of shape would it be? Oh, oh, okay. Um, a... <laughs> uh, darn, I... I would make a geometric shape. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> oh, man, I, I next. I can't think of that. It's too. It's too much. What? Too, too what about just like a, a Sasha Khan? <laughs> a Sasha Khan. Mm-hmm. Where it's like a, a shape that looks like a, uh, a, a you know, it has a lot of droopy shapes to it. <laughs> is that is that who, what you think sides? of me? Very yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just a droopy being. Mm-hmm. No, I really can't think of it. I, I don't know. Like I were you into geometry? That... No, <laughs> no. I went to continuation school, so that probably awesome. explains a lot. <laughs> oh, it does definitely. Okay, so let's see. Next question is: What is your favorite joke that never gets a laugh? Of mine? Yeah. 
Oh, man. <laughs> no, somebody else's. Of my jokes. Like, <laughs> tell all me, of them. What jokes don't get laughs? Um, <laughs> yeah, all of them? Oh, God, I'm leaving. I'm out, guys. See you later. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, don't leave me, Daryl. Um, <laughs> Sasha's told me to quit. I've, I've picked up those uh, pieces. I get oh, it. Oh, jeez. Uh, no, I... Okay, one of my favorite jokes that gets lukewarm laughs yeah. at best yeah. is my Cardi B4 joke. Like, really? I always... Okay, so, like, my... It sprouted from... Like, I got this weird tan at Anime Expo, Mm -hmm. and... What did the tan consist of? Okay, so, like, the middle part of me was light, and then my extremities, like, my my arms and legs... Your midsection, like... Yeah, my midsection was white. Like a one-piece bathing suit? Yeah, (laughs) I was very white, and then my arms and my legs were really brown. Nice. So, I say that I look like jasmine rice and burnt egg rolls, (laughs) and then I say it's not the kind of snack that I prayed to Cardi B for, and then, like, I... People kind of laugh at that, but then, like, I was thinking about it when I was writing it, and I was like, dude, like, Cardi B4, like, that sounds so, like, what if her name was Cardi B4? Like, and I just thought, I just started going deeper into the rabbit hole with it, and I, and I was just like, because wouldn't that be hilarious, like, if she was just, like, a nutrition, like, 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 advisor or some shit, I don't know what they're called, like, a nutritionist? Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they, mm-hmm. so it's like, what, she, like, she's not rapping anymore, she's just giving you nutritional advice, like, and then. She's like a, a Weight Watcher spokesman. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, like, and then my, my punchline for that, I guess, is, is like, you can't twerk on a handstand if you're malnourished, and then people, like, are like, eh. So maybe maybe just, they're not enough of Cardi B fans. It's it's it could be like they aren't really into Cardi B, or they just like don't think it's funny. I don't know. Maybe right. should I click on You should. Okay. You should just <laughs> hang it up. Stop right now. <laughs> just end it as like, oh yeah, you 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 featured for uh, in the Brand Prof. That's it. <laughs> That's the piece. That's it. I don't need to do it anymore. See you guys. <laughs> I'm going to be at the next Anime Expo. For real. Okay, next question. If hell exists, mm-hmm. what would you like to hear Satan say to you? Um, If hell exists, I what would I like to hear Satan say yeah. to me? Um, I would like him to tell me, like, all right, you don't have to get tortured by, like, cutting or skin stuff but x y and z like these like these are what your hell punishments are but you don't have mm. to get like like cut or like, so you're gonna have to choose but it's not gonna be the ones that are like the givens yeah exactly like because i i have like a really like whenever i think of myself in hell and like all the movies and, and artworks that i've seen revolving around hell it's always like something where it's like your skin is going to burn off and, right. and i'm like i don't want that can i have something else <laughs> like there was this video on um you're gonna be tortured <laughs> yeah like, you want to be nice tortured yeah well i want something funny like i want something that's gonna make me go insane if i uh, were in hell right like, like you're gonna have to watch like air Bud <laughs> a million times yeah, yeah exactly i want some psychological shit because there was this video that i watched um on newgrounds.com when it was like still a thing like mm-hmm. back in the day newgrounds I haven't heard that in forever. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was I was in the shits like when it came to the internet. Mm-hmm. So like I so when I was on Newgrounds, there was this video, I forgot what it was, but there was a guy getting tortured. Um but the the way he was getting tortured was his head was on a table in the room he was in, and it just kept saying, What you talking about? Will it? <laughs> just repeat that over and over and over again. So then like cause, This is like, yeah, Chinese torture. Yeah, this is... what you talking about? Willis and just like he just kept doing that over and over again. It was the best. So I want some shit like that to what happen. What if it to me was like instead of uh, what you're talking about, Willis? It's <laughs> it was more like they call me 
bitch. <laughs> just a kung pao phrase just yes, over and over yes. and over and, and over. Like, no, it, it, it's Betty in the corner of the room, and he's just like, what do you get when you mix an owl with a bungee cord? <laughs> My ass. Like, just over and over and over again. Like, that would be... That's awesome. That would be my hell. That would, that would be my ideal hell if we got to choose. If we got to choose. I love it. <laughs> okay, next question. What sexual position will you never try again? Then will I never try again? I mean, uh... I'm assuming you're you've tried everything already. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, what? Because I don't know. Like, I don't. Mm, let me let me think. Let me give me some time to think. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're not a virgin. No, absolutely not. Okay, but... so um, with that said, there's probably something that you're like, yeah, not for me. The one where I have to do work. Um, uh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Let me... No, I've heard a lot of women say that. I Okay, one thing that I don't like to do, I don't think that I would never try it again, but like the thing that I don't like to do is because my partners are always like either way taller than me or shorter than me. I've mm. never had someone who's like perfectly my height and mm. we match in those t- kinds of situations. Like where the leg's up, like and I'm standing on one leg. Like I don't oh, like that. Okay. A couple reasons like why... Like a flamingo type thing. Well, yeah, it's kind of like... like like my how do I describe this like you're on the side of a wall yeah kind of so like where my legs up and stuff like that like that's that's cool in theory but yeah standing and fucking takes a particular man and woman for sure right yeah no for one like I'm I'm kinda I'm kinda like chubby so like I don't like my rolls like what (laughs) so like my rolls like like pinched together like in that position so I'm like well now I'm insecure like, right. so then it's so it's the combination of like I'm insecure and this also I'm getting a cramp like it hurts please yeah, make I, it stop I get that <laughs> yeah. I get that okay so you don't want to be the protractor or no the compass it's like a compass yeah movie. there we go yeah. there we go yeah, yeah that's perfect mm-hmm. I don't want to make an obtuse <laughs> circle here anyway uh, let's move on to the next question what profession would you like to see abolished abolished um, just tomorrow there's no more of this not saying we're killing people Mm -hmm. it's just that job does not exist anymore um uh, (laughs) it wouldn't be it wouldn't be possible because because for obvious reasons but uh those who uh like telemarketers like and people who do collection calls yeah like yeah that would get rid of those that would be dope yeah because i i have my phone on do not disturb from like 9 a.m to 9 p.m yeah so i get nine (laughs) times out of ten the phone calls that i get are just I've, i've set up an app where it basically just hangs up on scams like all like i don't have to like even notice it mm-hmm. but then i'll look at my like you know recent phone calls or whatever <laughs> and it'll just be like scam 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 <laughs> yeah yeah like if we could get rid of those fools that'd be great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be, that'd yeah be awesome. it's so weird because like back in the day when i was uh you know a, a young lad I would pick up the phone, and there would be recordings that would be like, Congratulations! You won this thing! And you're like automatically like, Wow, this is amazing! This is awesome! How did I even get into this contest? But now it's like, as soon as you see hear congratulations, you're automatically like, Click. <laughs> I'm like, no, absolutely not. I've never, I'm never going to win anything over a phone. <laughs> No, oh man, hanging up on... I think the best thing is, like, when you mess with those people. Like, that's the best. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you have the wits to be able to, like, to just piss someone off, like, who works in that agency, like, that's the greatest. I love those videos. I want to do that in my life. 
I just feel like, yeah, I don't have the resources or time. Yeah. Okay, next question. What celebrity would you like to be mistaken for? Um, that I would like to be mistaken for? Yeah. Somebody comes to you off the street and goes, hey, what's up, you? Um, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really get... I'm not excited for anybody like who's a celebrity enough to be like, oh my god, that's so cool that I got Have mistaken. Have you been for them. mistaken for somebody? No, actually, no, no, no. I definitely haven't. Like so maybe someone else's friend, because apparently mm. I look like a lot of people's friends. <laughs> you look like Angela, Angelina Jolie's friend. That's <laughs> yeah. so amazing. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I, you know, I, I get, I don't get mistaken for a celebrity a lot. I think it's also because I look very different. In oh, general. I'd say unique. <laughs> Thank you, friend. <laughs> okay, next question. What is your best impression? No, we're not doing this. <laughs> we need to hear it. No. I want to hear the Woody Woodpecker. I can't do it anymore because I'm my voice is deep, so it would be like Woody Woodpecker like if he was on roids or some shit. Yeah, like, we can hear that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I don't know. <laughs> like, <what the> fuck? <laughs> no, that definitely sounded like Woody Woodpecker on roids. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, perfect. That's my best impression. There you no, go. No, I like it. I like <laughs> it a lot. Okay, next question. Can you make a fart noise? Can I? And if you can, please do. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <clears throat> <laughs> that is definitely like if a girl were to make a fart that's what it sounded like like that didn't come from your butt right that that was from your mouth that was from my mouth Whoa. Was, dude i told you i am i thought good. it actually was like a real fart from you <laughs> are you into farts do you is that a deal breaker no no absolutely not that's a bodily function if, if someone is like like it's just like grow the fuck up mm-hmm. <laughs> also I, I've farted in my sleep way too much like with guys that I've been with to yeah. have any qualms with them farting as well and they're like man when you fart in your sleep <laughs> it's magical no what's funny is like this guy almost cause uh, I went to uh, Harpin with one of my friends mm-hmm. and like he um like and we we hooked up before, and like yeah you have so like when they were making when they were talking about like oh like tell us about something embarrassing with the fart or blah, 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 like he said that he almost wanted to chime in and be like this bitch farts in her sleep mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. like so so yeah so I have too much guilt to give anybody grief about their farts. No, they do say <laughs> that you uh, fart half of your uh, half of the farts in your life will be while you're asleep. Oh wow. Okay. Mm. Well, then never sleeping over at a guy's house ever again nope. <laughs> until nope. we're serious cuz <laughs> you can't have that kind of dirt on me. That's why there's a walk of shame. It's cuz you farted too loud. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> if you were to create a podcast, what would it be called? Hmm. Um I've always I don't know what it would be called cuz I've actually been thinking about it and like I know that I want it to have some sort of like wordplay with sushi because mm. Because that's my mom's nickname for me, Sasha and I'm also sushi. like a huge weeb, so it would works. it be about sushi? It wouldn't be about sushi, but like I, there probably would be like some things that would have to do with Japanese culture in it, mm. um, whether it would be like anime or like just the culture in general, food, maybe. Right. But yeah, I, I always wanted to do something that had some wordplay with sushi in it. But let me see. Let's let's. Think and the premise things. would be Japanese related. <laughs> something something in relation to that, just because I'm I, I'm like a huge huge like fan of the culture and the food and yeah and yeah so. Jap- J- japanese Jap- <laughs> japan ja- <laughs> japan is is uh definitely one culture that i'm super into of, of course as mm-hmm. well um not necessarily like i want to like immerse myself or like become it right but it is like i like to um indulge in it 
Um, right, right. The culture is great. Yeah, for no, sure. Definitely. Well, from from the outside, like, looking in, it's great. Apparently, yeah. like, I have friends. The whole who- uh, bombing of our uh, nation, that wasn't so <laughs> cool, but um, the food's really great. <laughs> I wish I wish people could see your face when you did that. <laughs> you were so serious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Super, <laughs> super fun. Love Tokyo Disney. Not so much uh, the bombing of our uh, best uh, island nation of, of the of Oh, the, my God. We, oh, man. I wish you guys could have seen that. That was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like it. I like, yeah. of course, we're a melting pot. And, uh, yeah. yeah, putting them in concentration camps back in the day, that's super fucked up. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> last... Moving on. <laughs> yeah, last question, guys. What? When was the last time you were kissed by somebody... The last time I was kissed. We usually like to think of it in a romantic way, too. Okay. Not like if you're, uh, you know, hit up by your mother. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, the last time I kissed somebody, it's probably been, like, like, like a month and a half. Nice. Like a month and a half. It, it was, was super cool? Um, yeah, no, it was nice. Uh, like, it's, it's somebody that, like, I've, I've kind of been hooking up with, like, every now and again. And, um, yeah, like... Do you was... find, like, casual hookups, like, involve less kissing? No, it it depends. I don't know. Like I I think it depends like on the on, on people, but I I just I personally think that like that like if you kiss a lot like within the casual hookup, like it doesn't matter because you guys are already doing. Cuz like I, I know that there are some people who have rules where they're like, mm. "Oh, I would never kiss someone that I'm like just hooking up with." And I'm like, "Okay, you fucking weirdo. They're in you." Right. Right. <laughs> I'll let him fuck me, but I won't let him put his mouth on yeah, me. Yeah, well, like that's so weird. Like that's that's the prerequisite of mm-hmm. you guys hooking up was Yeah. Like, I mean, unless like I've always heard that's why uh millennials don't like to have missionary sex is cuz it's looking them each other in the eye. <gasps> Whoa. And they don't like that intimacy aspect of Dang. it. It's like, no, just like do it to me doggy style so I don't have to actually like be attentive to my mate. Dude, you're woke woke. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, sorry. I closed yeah. the mic. That's nuts. Actually, I've never heard of that. And that, wow, dude. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, now realizing, like, so that's why they always wanted me doggy? Mm. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I just, I find it really funny how people are so opposed to, like, growing some sort of... Because, like, what's... The thing is with me is, like, I've had a lot of sex, but, like, a lot of the intention behind it has been, like, oh, eventually, like, maybe, like, let's get together, you know? Like, right. I want to start dating this person. There's, like, I've a... hardly... And I'm not trying to be, like, oh, I'm so proud of myself for never having a casual hookup. It's not like that mm-hmm. at all. It's just, like, I've always kind of tended to, like, want a relationship out of it. And, um... Like that, I think that's most most people. Like, yeah, it might not be at like everybody's obviously at a different time frame, but it is like mm-hmm. eventually. If I've had, if I'm with this person for so long, mm-hmm. shouldn't it go to another level? Like, or does it have to just be that level forever? Yeah, no, and I, I, I don't, I can't relate when people are all like, oh, like I'm just freaking wine dad sixty nine and mm-hmm. never talk to them again. Like, I just, right. I can't relate. Um, and it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just like I don't know how to feel about it because I don't, I've never done it. Like, I've never been like, oh, I never want to see this person again. <laughs> the thing I've always realized with my relationships is like. It's, it seems like, yeah, the more time you spend with them, the less they want to, like, make out and do those things that you were doing, like, at the beginning of the relationship where you're, like, okay, you're first dating. You're, like, on those, like, first handful of dates. Mm-hmm. Like, just kissing her was, like, oh, man, this was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. this was, like, the it led up to just me, like, having that one little moment, and that was it. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. 
And then, like, you know, a year in after you've, like, been with her and you've done ev- not everything, but... Like, you've seen each other's buttholes. And, clearly. Yeah. And gotten each other off a few times and whatnot. <laughs> right. It never goes... You can't get those moments back where you... Those first moments where mm-hmm. it's like, that kiss was just enough. Right. You're like, oh, she just, like, tickled the balls and, like, had me <laughs> do her in four positions. Like, ugh. <laughs> like, just that? <laughs> and you're like... It used to be like half of that was just enough. Now you're like pissed off that it's just four things that you normally do. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, I I think like I don't I don't obviously I don't have the answers to like relationships and shit. Right. But I just I, wish that that like newness would always be there. Right. Like, yeah. That, those firsts where you, you I, can just have those firsts forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And I, I agree. And I think the best way to go about like preserving that kind of spark and things like that is like try to be individuals like separate from each other as much as you can and then be solid within yourselves and then space out like like those really big intimate moments like don't like try to be fucking every day and like and you know and like being together all the time it's like you guys are gonna right. burn each other Absence out of each other makes the heart grow fonder yeah so it's like so you know like just <laughs> like find individual happiness as much as possible first and then you can venture off into like like you know starting to be together because like, mm-hmm. think about it this way when you get old as fuck you guys are gonna be together all the time in that home anyways so <laughs> you're like body might be like the early 20s age but your mind is like you know 50 <laughs> when it comes to like knowledge of fucking and whatnot right. where'd you get all this knowledge i've had a hard life man <laughs> i fucked a lot of dudes <laughs> and they all sounded like me yep Okay, so, guys, I think we're going to about wrap it up. Sasha, great guest. You're a lovely uh, person to know as well as uh, have on the show. Uh, where do you want uh, people to follow you? Um, you can follow my Instagram. Uh, you can follow Instagram. That'll be uh, Dasakiti. It's D-A-S-A-K-E-E-T-I-E. Where does that come from? Because I am a child and I because I don't know if you guys can notice like when I like slur my words and get all like like I um that just means that's a kitty mm-hmm. and like like I was super obsessed with cats when I was younger and like getting into like games and stuff like that so that was like my gamer tag for a long time oh right that's yeah. a kitty I and then it. that's a kitty and then like and then now they get kitty like, mm-hmm. So it's just like a dumb way of saying that's a kitty. I get it. That, that makes more sense now. Now, now that I know <laughs> it's it. nothing. It's nothing mm-hmm. profound at all. It was my gamer I, tag, and I liked cats. <laughs> I thought it was like some sort of like uh, Harajuku doll or something. Like yeah, that. no, it was just me being dumb. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much, Darren. <laughs> awesome guys. Obviously, follow me on the liner notes, and of course, uh, yeah, a lot more things to be done, things to be seen, things to be had, and uh, of course, you've been listening to. This coming-